Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the NFL season preview for the 4 3 show. I'm your host, Ryan Blank. I'm alongside Dominic Stern, Parker Dunn, and Pat Fortuna. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? I'm great. Feeling pretty solid. Uh, you know, Potters are winning right now, going for the sweep. Uh, guys, listen, my roommate yelled at the Celtics all afternoon. So, that you did. Uh, I'm, I'm having a pretty good day. Okay, you guys get okay. We have a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a loaded show with recent news and our picks for records, division winners, and for week one. So let's get into it. We are going to start off with Earl Thomas, who was released from the Baltimore Ravens recently. for Stemming out of last season. But I don't – I mean, I think he's still going to be a great asset wherever he ends up. I think that there's a lot of teams that could use a safety like that. Um, and I, and I don't worry about where he's going to end up. I think he'll be fine. I don't know really any potential landing spots. I mean, I could say the obvious bias thing, the Patriots do need a safety with Patrick Chung opting out, but I think it's unlikely we sign him, but he is the perfect kind of player for Bill Belichick who, uh, likes to whip people into shape. Yeah. That's one of those things where I, it's tough to say because I'm not in that Ravens locker room or in that front office. So I'm not around the guy. I don't know how much of a distraction he could potentially be for them because he must be a bigger one. Otherwise they wouldn't just make a move that significant. I do think that unless it really was considered detrimental, like they're saying that's a move you shouldn't make because you're not going to be able to just find another guy who's a free agent available to replace a guy like Earl Thomas. He may not be playing uh, at the same level he used to with Legion of boom, but he's still one of the better safeties in the league. So I think that it's a very stacked defense over there in Baltimore, uh, but that's going to be a hole that they're going to have to fill, and uh, that could be one of those spots the defenses or in that defense the offenses try and take advantage of. Yeah, and it's another one of those moves where I assume most of us had the Ravens at least near the top of the AFC, definitely on top of their division. And it's one of those moves where you're like, hey, is this going to affect the way I'm going to start picking games at the beginning of the year? Uh, the way that I'm going to project the standings to fill out. And Errol Thomas is obviously one of the best safeties in the NFL. And, you know, the Ravens, they deemed his actions to be so detrimental to the team that he just had to be let go. And it's a power statement. And it, it really sends a message to the entire team, really saying, hey, you need to cooperate. You need to focus on winning us some ball games. Otherwise, you're going to be gone. Because if you're not as good as Earl, you've got even less of a margin for error. Yeah, you guys are right. This is a, a release that I did not really expect anything that you would see him get cut for this. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But at the same time, you see the you see the Ravens. They've added to that defense. They got Calais Campbell. They kept Matthew Judon. They got Patrick Queen in the draft. And now they're releasing one of their top players. They paid him a lot of money. And I it had to be like – it was written in his contract. It had to be – Actions detrimental to the team, and that's what it was. And that's the reason why he was cut. It could have been they wanted to save money. Who knows what they, what it was, but the Ravens just wanted rid of Earl Thomas. But for me, I see three likely landing spots for him. The first one is the obvious Dallas Cowboys. You saw the history with how he has said he wanted to be a Cowboy. The Cowboys have been in, interested in him, so I can see that. I also see the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers' secondary is really bad, and they need – 
a safety and they need help in that secondary. I know they just drafted Antoine Winfield out of Minnesota, but they could still use another guy, and that could that could be Earl Thomas. And then the last team would be the 49ers. I don't think they could afford him, but I believe that he could be a good sign to boost the secondary, especially at the safety position. Moving on with that, we are going to go into a load of extensions. The first one is Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers, Dom's former team. He signed a four-year contract worth up to $80 million. What do we think of this contract extension, and what do you think it does for the Chargers going into their future with potentially Justin Herbert as their quarterback? Well, he's a borderline top five wide receiver in the NFL when healthy. Now, of course, when healthy are the two important words there because he doesn't have a great history when it comes to injuries, but this dude, he just runs just immaculate routes, and his hands are as sure as any player in the league, and you've seen when he plays the full 16 games, he's amongst the league leaders in receptions, yards, and as always, touchdowns, and they're locking up their a key part of their offense. They let Melvin Gordon walk, and Keenan Allen was always one of my favorite Chargers back when they were in San Diego. We don't need to go into that anymore. It's a, it's a bad era of my life. Uh, it's done. But Keenan Allen, stud. Uh, I, this this had to be done for if you're a Chargers. So good good extension. One thing I'd like to point out with this, uh, you know, since we're we're going to get plenty of conversations as far as what this contract means for the team going forward and whether or not that's a good amount for him. I'm going to look at a different perspective and I'm going to look at it as far as how this changes the wide receiver market. Uh, We'll obviously get to the Hopkins contract, but I think that that definitely played a factor in the target price that he was looking for. He negotiated completely on his own. He didn't have an agent, which is uh, something that certain players are doing nowadays. And well, props to him. He handled it very well because he got to pay to himself. But I do think that when you see contracts like this to, very good receivers in Keenan Allen who, if stay healthy, are worth a, quite a bit amount of money in that market. I do think that that plays a factor for a guy like Hopkins because, you know, in those conversations, when as soon as he found out the news, he had to have been comparing himself immediately saying, look at my numbers, look at my production, look what I've done and see what he's getting. I'm looking for more than that. And uh, I think that that definitely had a trickle down effect as well. At I got nothing. Okay. So for Keenan Allen, he's a terrific wide receiver. When healthy, I wouldn't say he's a top five, but easily a top 10. So like we've seen, he's been a Pro Bowl slash in the past three years. He's made 84 total starts over his career for the Chargers. He has over 500 career receptions, over 6,400 total receiving yards, 4,000-yard seasons. He has two of the three uh, San Diego slash L.A. Chargers 100 reception seasons. He's been terrific for them. He's a terrific piece, terrific wide receiver, and he's a great target and a great option to have, especially when you have Tyrod Taylor, who really throughout his career hasn't had any great offensive weapons. And then, absolutely not. No. And then looking at Justin Herbert now, who is right now presumed to be the future, he's a great weapon to have for him as he develops and could take over that starting role. Yeah, and now, Ryan, I got, yeah. I got, I got one note. So, uh, was did Tyreek Hill play in the Pro Bowl last year? No, he did not. No, did Keenan Allen play in the Pro Bowl last year? Yes. He's then got we, can, there. we can only conclude that Keenan Allen is better than Tyreek Hill. We can only conclude that uh, Tyreek Hill has won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, that's the joke, Ryan. Thank you. And Pro Bowl is just. <laughs> okay. But hey, am I am I wrong, Ryan? <laughs> hey, facts are facts. I have facts I have facts. to agree with you on that. 
Now moving on to our next extension, it is Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers who signed a five-year, $75.1 million extension. What do you guys think this okay. does for the Steelers as they have a terrific set of pass rushers and a terrific safety in Mika Fitzpatrick? That's a terrific defensive unit they got. What do you think this does for them? A good defense can only take you so far without a good offense. I mean, I learned that as a Patriots fan last year. Um so I, I don't think this really means anything. <laughs> I think that these Steelers are still going to be like six and ten. Uh, I I don't think they're a good team. What do you mean? What are you making that face for? The Steelers have like we'll get it. We'll get into our season. Okay, yeah, we will. We will in a little bit. I just don't think this extension means much, and and I think that there's a lot of extensions that, or a couple extensions that we have on this list that just mean nothing. They're they're a six and ten team. All right. That's all I have. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to kind of echo what Pat says. Their their offense last year was just awful. Now that they are getting Big Ben back, but is Big Ben going to be healthy? This is money that they could have been used towards the offense that they chose not to in the future. Now, listen, Cam Harrod is a great defensive player. He's going to help the defense be good, but this doesn't help their offense, which was so bad last year. So I, I, I agree with Pat. This doesn't help them out that much. Okay, uh, you you guys are taking that perspective, so the perspective I'm going to take is just really focusing on the kind of player he is. I feel like he's been one of those quietly underrated guys who's doing solid work year in, year out, and there's a reason why that Steelers defense has a case to potentially be the best in the league next year. I think that that money definitely is backed up by his play. You guys mentioned whether or not that's the right approach from the Steelers. I can't really say that it necessarily is because I do think that the issue with them has been the offense because we've seen that without Big Ben being healthy, this is a team that is not able to get the ball down the field. Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges were both a disaster last year in Big Ben's absence when he went injured and went and got injured against the Patriots. So I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of question marks as to where they could have spent that money, uh, but that shouldn't take away from who he is as a player and how he earned that money, I guess I'm trying to say. I'm going to take the same approach with Parker on this one. I think it's a great extension for them. Cam Hayward is coming off of a terrific 2019 campaign where he set a career high in tackles with 83, had nine sacks, 11 tackles for loss. He now, I think, is the oldest, high, no, highest paid defensive player over the age of 30 in NFL history based on annual salary. He's made the Pro Bowl in the past three seasons. He's been a first-team All-Pro twice. He's a terrific defensive lineman. I think it's a great contract for him, and I think it helps the Steelers' defense. And I think the Steelers are going to be way better than 6-10 and 10 this year, but that's just me. We'll get into that later. But moving on to our next extension is going to be DeAndre Hopkins, who was traded from the Texans to the Cardinals, and they just signed him to a mega extension. What are your guys' yeah. ex- uh, reactions to this extension? I'm a huge D-Hop fan. I've been a huge D-Hop fan since his days at Clemson. And I'm not even a huge college football guy, but I've always loved watching D-Hop play. Um, this is a chungus of an extension, dude. This is this is a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, this dude really said chungus in 2020. <laughs> this is a chungus of an extension. It's absolutely massive. The highest paid non-quarterback. I mean, if that's not a chungus, I don't know what it is. It's like $27.5 million or something like that for a wide receiver. That's insane. That's unheard of. So for those reasons, 
I'm excited. I am happy for the guy. He negotiated most of them himself. Yeah, I, I am 100% on board with you. I, I also am a fan of his because he's an extremely talented wide receiver. There's no doubt that he's been a top three receiver the last three years. It's just a matter of where you put him in that top three, which, you know, there's an argument for every single one of those guys amongst him, Michael Thomas, and Julio Jones. Uh, so that's not an issue. But the fact that he got that much money, I, I wasn't thinking of the word Stungus when that came to mind. But, man, that, that's too much money. There's no way around it. Again, like I said, I'll reiterate it. Props to him for getting that contract on his own. I mean, we know what numbers he puts up, but wow, he did some good convincing to get that contract. But I do think it's definitely too much money. I'm a believer that a non-quarterback should never get paid anywhere north of $25 million. I think that's too much. Besides, on the offensive side, I should say, as far as weapons that go towards a quarterback, running backs, wide receivers, they shouldn't be given that kind of money. You can make an argument for elite defensive players like pass rushers, but you, just, you can't for wide receivers because there's a lot of good ones. They might not be of his caliber, but that doesn't mean you throw around that kind of money. That well, kind of to, money. To jump, I mean, to, to kind of fight back against that, if he's your best player, shouldn't he be given the best money? Well, that's the thing because I, I, he is the best player for the Cardinals, but you can make an argument for Chandler Jones. Uh, but I do think that – with Hopkins, what's it's just it's more of a philosophy thing for me because I've seen big contracts get thrown around, and I just don't think it's wise to allocate so much money towards one player because the quarterback is the most valuable position in sports. Right, so that's they have to afford Kyler. Yeah, so that's understandable, but I, I just don't believe that you do that for a receiver. Yeah, but this was only a two-year extension though. So you're one. First off, I'll start with saying this: there's no better way to make a man happier than throwing a ton of money at you before he's even played a snap for your team. Now, they also they went on traded for him, and then they also now are paying him. So it's clear that the Cardinals want D-Hop, and they're saying, hey, we love you, we want you to be our guy, and that's this is the best way to do it. So good for them. And then Kyler, he's just coming off his rookie year. He could still play under a rookie contract for the next three to four years. So they're signing D-Hop to a short extension, giving him a ton of money, making him happy, and they're not contractually ob obligated that much money to Kyler Murray. So I don't see it being that big of a problem for them paying a lot of money to D-Hop. So, I mean, you guys have already said enough about how good D-Hop is, so I'll pass it on to you guys. This is a great move by the Cardinals. I agree with them. I think it's a terrific move. It locks them in there till I believe, 2024, 2025. And I know it's a lot of money. Largest contract for a non-quarterback ever. It's a huge contract, and like Pat said, it's a chungus of a deal. But for sure, it's definitely a big contract for them because this gives stability for Kyler Murray to have a top option. Hopkins is coming off his fourth career Pro Bowl and his third straight year as an All-Pro. He's a huge upgrade for them, and he's a terrific wide receiver. I think he's the second-best wide receiver in the NFL. So that's a, that's a debate for a later day. Oh. But no, he's a terrific wide receiver. And I think this is a great deal for them. Did they give him a lot of money? Yeah, but I don't think it's too big of an issue. So we're, now we're going to move on to his former quarterback, Deshaun Watson, signing a four-year, $160 million extension with the Texans. What are your reactions to this extension, and does it make sense for Deshaun Watson? They, they absolutely needed this. The Texans, like, they needed something to go their way. They 100%. I mean, they needed to lock this guy down or they were going to lose him and they knew it. So good move by them. They have Brandon Cooks. 
He'll be okay. I mean, he'll be a good receiver if he stays healthy. They have Will Fuller. They could still be a pretty decent team. There's too many question marks with them right now. Talk about injury prone. Look at Will Fuller. I know. They could they I mean locking Deshaun Watson down is going to be huge for their future. Because by locking him down, he boosts the morale of the team. They boost the morale of the team. They boost the morale of Deshaun Watson, especially, and he's your leader. I mean, if anyone's gonna gonna keep your team high, it's it's him. So Yeah, Deshaun Watson's a winner. He won at Clemson. He's won at Houston, despite having not the greatest of surrounding talent and even coaching, you could argue too. So I think their offense has an extremely high ceiling, but a relatively average to below average floor. You already mentioned the wide receivers that they have. Don't forget about David Johnson, a running back. If he's healthy, talk about an explosive running back. And their offensive line was significantly better last year than it had been in previous years, which was the biggest concern on offense for Houston Texans. And Deshaun Watson's getting a lot of money, but he wins. So you, you, pay, you pay winners, and he earned all this. Yeah, this contract for me doesn't come as a surprise at all. This was almost expected. It would have been the exact opposite. I would have been shocked had they not gotten it all done. Uh, but they knew they had to do this, especially after doing a trade that involved getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. Of course, there's more to that story. There was issues with him and Bill O'Brien. You don't just randomly trade a guy like that for almost nothing, or at least nowhere near what he's worth, uh, without there being something extra to it. But this was something that was going to happen after seeing the contract extension that Mahomes got. You know that that was on Deshaun Watson's mind. As soon as these guys get big contracts, that completely changes the market for that position. And this was no different from any of those other scenarios. Yeah, I think this was a crucial deal for Houston to make, especially after trading away your top wide receiver and all pro, DeAndre Hopkins. I believe that it was interesting for me to see that he took only four years. I expect him to take somewhere closer to five or six, but I think it's a good deal. Keeps him locked up for at least four more years. Gives He's one of the best young quarterbacks in the game with Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and he's just – I really like Deshaun Watson. Like, Dom, you said he's a winner because he is. He led Clemson to a national title, and he's led – he's led the Texans to incredible wins like that wild card win against the Bills last year. But I think the one thing that the – that the Texans have failed him on is his offensive line. In 2018, he was sacked 66 times. Last year, he was sacked 44 times. He's been sacked 125 times total over his three-year career. They really need to address that line more, and they haven't done that. So I think that could hurt and him. And he more. only – yeah, and he only played half a season. Exactly, and he got sacked 19 times. So I really like Sean Watson. I think he's a top-five quarterback in the league. And – He's really going to keep balling out and playing well. But I think the question mark for him is his offensive line. And his coach. That's I think that's okay, why I expect Bill O'Brien to get fired after this year. Well, I think that's why they, they signed him such a short extension because he said, look, I don't want to get locked down for 10 years if this dumpster fire of an organization continues. Right. It's much easier to trade for a quarterback if the quarterback isn't signed to a massive deal. So he, he, he is taking a good uh, – some – his logic was uh, reasonable for signing for such a short amount of time because he could have signed for a long time. Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, it. They're the Houston Texans are a wild card team in the AFC for sure because, like I said, really high potential offense, but could also not be very good. 
And Brian, you mentioned the sacks went down significantly last year. Offensive line definitely down, improved. They, oh, it improved because they got Laramie Tunsil. But oh, yeah. still being sacked 44 times, you still got to get that number down. And they lack a lot of depth on the offensive line, so I think that's going to hurt. But he's still an electric player, and he's still going to put up big numbers. Now moving on to our final extension. Dom, we're going to have you start this one off because it is Jalen Ramsey. He inked a five-year, $105 million extension today with the Los Angeles Rams. Dom, what do you think of this extension? And could this put the Rams out of the – out of the race to keep Robert Woods? Well, I already suspected that they weren't going to re-sign Robert Woods. And the Rams were forced to basically sign Jalen Ramsey to an extension when they traded two first-round draft picks for him, which, as I've said several times on this podcast, was dumb. And, listen, Jalen Ramsey is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. At, at his peak, he was the best. And when he's at his peak, he is the best corner in all of football. Now, he hasn't been on his peak in over two years. He, he's still remaining around a top-five corner. He, he helps our team. He's going to help our team going forward, but we're paying him a lot of money. I It's just one of those situations where, like, as a Rams fan, I'm like, okay, this whole this whole Jalen Ramsey thing could have just been avoided. We could have had our first-round draft pick last year, could have had our first-round draft pick this upcoming year. But instead, now we're locked into Jalen Ramsey for way more money than where we would be with a first-round draft pick. It, it's a puzzling situation because I'm not sure if it's for the best in the Rams' future or not. Yeah, this is a contract where it resets the market again. There's been a lot of big dollar figures involved with some of these top players at their position, and this is no different. This is a lot of money to be giving to Jalen Ramsey, but like Don mentioned, there's not really much for me to add as far as the player he is because when he's at his best, he's an elite-level player, not just at his position, but on the defensive side of the ball when it comes to the NFL. Uh, so it's not too much of a surprise. I don't want to make a comparison between sport to sport, especially since you guys probably aren't familiar with it. But one that I look at as a Sharks fan is Eric Carlson. For those of you who don't know, he's a defenseman, one of the better ones in the league. They traded for him, and they gave him a huge extension in the offseason, and it seems like it has bit them in the butt since then we'll have to wait and see if that's the case for this contract but when you look back to that trade they gave up two first rounders to get him so in hindsight you look at it like this well had he walked for free agency that would have that would have sucked because then all of a sudden you just gave up those two first rounders but you were able to keep him although it was for a lot of money you're still able to do that so it wasn't as if those picks were for nothing Pat, you got anything you want to add? Nope. Okay. So Nothing. for Jalen Ramsey, for Jalen Ramsey, we have we've known he's a terrific corner, one of the best in the entire league. But I I said it last year, and I agreed with you, Dom, that the trade just didn't make sense. And I think that signing, making a priority to sign Jalen Ramsey, hurt them on bringing back guys like Corey Littleton, Dante Fowler, and guys like that. They lost some big pieces on defense, and I think that making Jalen Ramsey a priority after giving up two first-round picks was a huge reason for that. And it, probably looking at it was a trade they shouldn't have made. So congrats, Jalen Ramsey. Terrific corner. Going to be a big piece for that defense. But I, in the end, I don't know if it was completely worth it. So moving on, Jadavion Clowney has finally signed, and he had chose the Tennessee Titans on a one-year deal worth up to $15 million. What do you guys think about this signing? And does this keep 
the Titans in the race for the AFC championship? Well, I'd have to say congrats to Davion Clowney. He was looking for a ton of money. And although it's not a long-term contract, which a lot of these guys want to secure just so you can get that guaranteed money and have something to fall back on for years to come, he was able to make the most of it. He got 15 mil this year. I'd say it's pretty solid, especially with how bleak the situation looked with teams not being very interested in him and his talents. Uh, so I think that this is a move for the Titans where it's going to improve that edge rush. I think that that could pay dividend. They lost Jarrell Casey, who really hurt their interior by trading him around for a seventh rounder. So getting another pass rusher, although not at the exact same position, is going to help that D-line get to the quarterback. I think he's a guy that's a little bit inconsistent. Yeah, he's like a home run or he's nothing. He's either going to give you a big play every once in a while or he's going to be relatively inconsistent. That's just kind of the way his motor works. Um, but either way, if you have the money at this point, although you could always look for the cap to roll over to the next season, uh, the Titans have the money to get him. And they're going to get themselves an impact player. And I think that that's going to help. And uh, I think that it's going to be a move that it's low risk, high reward if you're the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I think Jadavian Clowney, um, well, the Titans in general, I think that the Titans in general were already AFC contenders. I think that they're going to come off the heels of last year and they're just going to take off running. So I think to help their defense, um, I mean, it, it's going to do nothing but help them. It's a low risk, low risk signing and he should be pretty good. So. I, I good for the Titans, good for Jadavian Clowney. And then signing him to signing him to a one year deal, like Parker already said, when you have that money, it's either the money's gonna roll over to next year, or you could try and help your team win a championship this year. It's pretty much a no brainer if you're a team that has an edge rushing need. That's what they really have. So Jadavian Clowney, I think Parker said it perfectly actually. Uh this couple of plays a game where he's just gonna be insane. He's going to make an insane an insane tackle for a loss or an insane sack, like that tackle we saw in the Michigan-South Carolina game. Classic. But, but there's, also, there's also going to be games where he just is silent. And that's the risk you're going to take with Jadavion Clowney because he's an animal. And you also got to hope that he stays healthy too. Yeah, Jadavion Clowney, he's, he's had a lot of injury problems, but he's also coming off the worst season of his career, posting career low with three sacks after being traded to the Seahawks. I actually thought he was going to end up going back to Seahawks, but I think this is a good deal for the Titans because the way that I see it is that they could move him around the line to just create mismatches across the offensive line, which I think will work. But I think the best part for Clowney is that he's reuniting with Mike Vrabel, who was the defensive coordinator for the Texans in 2017. And in that year, he posted career highs in sacks, which was nine and a half, tackles for loss 21, and QB hits, which were 21. And that, and just that one season with Vrabel. So I think he's going to see greater production and have a bounce back year, especially with back with Vrabel. Moving on now, we are going to get into a couple injuries. And the first one is going to be Derwin James of the Chargers. Dom, we're going to let you start because you're, for some reason, cheering about an injury. I'm not cheering about an injury. I'm cheering about the Chargers' playoff chances suddenly going down. Uh, Derwin James is one of the best safeties in the entire league. His ability to rush the passer, defend the run, and defend the pass is almost unmatched. Him and Jamal Adams are two of the best when it comes to that. And the problem with Duran James was that he wasn't healthy at Florida State, and that's why he slid to the Chargers. And the Chargers always do this. They always do this. They're idiots. They suck. They can't do anything right. They draft these guys with insane talent that are injury-prone. 
And what do they do when they become Chargers? They get injured. It's insane. They did it with Keenan Allen. They did it with Jason Verrett. Uh, they did it with Mike Williams. And then they did it with Derwin James. And guess what? They've all had injury problems. And they're like, their fans are like, why are we always written injured? Like, it's because you draft injured players. It's you, know, you feel bad for the Chargers fans of San Diego that stayed in the, the, the LA fans that for some reason chose the Chargers. But uh, Derwin James is an animal. Uh, he's one of the best safeties in the league. It sucks that he's going to be missing a lot of time. But Viva La Chargers sucking. <laughs> yeah, going off of that, uh, yeah, Derwin James is one of the best, not just safeties, but defensive players in the league since he entered. He's had a huge impact on that defense, which is collectively one of the best on paper going into every season. Problem is, all these injuries seem to bite them. And it's what holds them back from being a good team because when they are able to stay healthy or relatively healthy, all things considered, that's when they made the playoffs and were a very good team. They just haven't been able to do that over the years consistently. Uh, so this is going to hurt them. This is a huge loss for the Chargers. Uh, he was out going into the season last year with his foot injury. Now he has to deal with the meniscus. It's just bad news because once injuries start to pile up, no matter how significant they are, of course, this one is dealing with the knee and the meniscus. That's a big deal, but it doesn't matter how significant any injury is. If you continue to sustain injuries, they add up, they take a toll on your body, and it's just not a good sign for a very talented young player in this league. Yeah, it's a shame to see, especially because I think the Chargers, if they could just stay healthy, for the love of God. Yeah, if they could stop drafting non-injured players. But they draft they players They draft players with so much boom potential. And every year they go down with like a torn meniscus or a torn ACL. And I understand that they're drafting injured players. But they're, they should be so good. Players heal from injuries. But for some reason, the Chargers are just glass. And I feel so bad for them. Because they. I know you don't, Dom. I feel so bad for them. Because I know they could be such a good team if they could have just, especially like last year when they had Phillip Rivers at QB, they could have been so good. But there's just so many things working against them. It's the LA curse. It's it's the LA curse. Yeah, talking about the Chargers again, Dom loves seeing the fortune of the Chargers be poor. But Jerome James is one of the best young players in the NFL, one of the best safeties in the NFL. And it sucks to see a guy of his caliber go down with another injury. He's out for the year with a torn meniscus, and it sucks. Even though I'm happy that the Chiefs don't have to face him and that it makes it easier, it's still you don't want to see the top talent, some of the league's top talent get hurt and miss time because of an injury. You want to beat every team when they're at their best. I'm lucky you're Dom and they're a charger. Yeah. So, it, like Dom said, they just keep drafting guys who are – very much injury prone. And, you know, Karma came back to bite him ever since they left San Diego. Am I right, Dom? Okay, now we're going to move on to the next injury. They, they did make the playoffs once. They, they beat an overrated Ravens team, and the Patriots just stomped them. Which felt good. As it should. I, I, that was one game I actually rooted for the Patriots. But Thanks, buddy. Yeah, of course. I know it never happens. But moving on to the next injury, this one hits Parker really hard. Von Miller is out for the year. Parker, we're going to let you start it off. Go right ahead. Yeah, this one sucks. There's no sugarcoating it. Uh, this was a team that did a very good job through the draft and free agency. There seemed to be a lot of hype around the offense led by what will be second-year quarterback Drew Locke. But, of course, the defense was the strength of this team going into it, the way that it has been since their Super Bowl run. 
And this is an injury where every time it seems like there's an injury involving the Broncos, not just them, but players in all sports and especially the NFL, they always love to add on the last play of practice, almost like just the ultimate gut punch at the end, just to make you feel even more upset. But that's what it was supposedly uh, with this situation, just for background, it was snowing in Denver. They weren't practicing outside on the field. So they went into the indoor facility and were playing. Uh, and it was the last practice or last playoff practice, I should say. And it was just like a freak injury. They said there wasn't really an explanation for how it went down. He just twists his ankle in a very awkward way, a way that they couldn't really describe. And sure enough, he dislocated his peroneal tendon, which is uh, right on his ankle. And what happened is it actually flipped over to the other side of the ankle bone. Uh, there wasn't a didn't have to hear there that. wasn't a tear. Sorry, I'm just trying to go in detail because I've read many different reports, obviously. But uh, it's just it was a weird injury, and it's something where there wasn't a tear, but the recovery time is five to six months. That's the entire season. There is a little bit of optimism. Uh, being that he's going to multiple doctors to get second and third opinions to see if maybe the recovery time could be around three months. Uh, supposedly, there's been stories where it has been. It's just on the rare side. Uh, just depends because every body of every player works differently as far as recovery time and as far as what he's going to have to do in rehab. This is a huge injury because this is the player. Obviously, Justin Simmons was the star of that defense last year. But Von Miller is the guy. He's been the heart and soul of that defense. And losing an edge rusher like him, especially with Bradley Chubb not being 100% because of some bumps and bruises uh, in training camp, that's a big concern for their pass rush because although they have some young depth, you can't replace a guy like Von Miller. Well, Parker, I just I have a question for you real quick. Um, Go ahead. Do you think this like hurts your chances of staying on the tail of the Chiefs in the AFC? I do. I do. Like genuinely hurts it? Yeah, because – and obviously I'll be as specific from team to team in the divisions as far as predictions. I had them winning 10, 10 to 11 games with this team. They have a difficult schedule, but if things were to go right with the offense to go along with what is established as a very good defense, uh, then this was a team that was going to win a lot of games with this. I definitely think that takes a total down. I'll save that for when we do make the predictions, but the way I saw the season playing out is the Chiefs were ultimately going to win the division, but it was going to be close. It was going to be a different season in the sense that we're behind them by a game or two all year. Now I view it a little bit differently, and it's they're going to walk away with it sooner than they would have had he not gotten injured. Yeah, and Pat, you kind of stole what I was going to say Thanks, uh, with that last question. It's one of those moves where you're like, how much is this going to affect the Broncos' season? Because Von Miller – is that guy, I, I consider him one of the best pure pass rushers in the game because he's he's mostly the pass rusher, doesn't really do much in the run game given that he's on the outside the entire game. Uh, but it's really tough because not only is Vaughn Miller just a really good player, he's also a really good guy, does a lot for the Denver community. It's tough to see. Um, it certainly makes the road to winning the AFC West for the Chiefs a lot easier. Tacked on with the Derwin James injury. This helps the Raiders and the Chiefs' chances. Obviously, the Chiefs were probably going to win the West anyways, given that they are unarguably one of the best teams in all of football. And then now the Raiders, who have a ton of potential, they could maybe sneak in over the Broncos. I'm going to address what Dom just said. Yes, we know the Chiefs are the best yeah. in the AFC. We know. Yeah, the, the Chiefs are. We're not going to lose the division, first off. Second off, the Raiders? Really? 
Though they weren't far off last year. I seem to do, forget Do you that. not remember when I was telling you, hey, they're only half game back and it's week eight. Like, don't discount this team. Patrick two more first round wins. Patrick Mahomes is going to come back. It'll be fine. It'll be the fine. Raiders. That, that defense got a couple upgrades, but still that secondary is still really, really rocky. That and they lost one of their best Right, and the they Chiefs lost one of their best receivers. I think Kwiatkowski and Littleton was huge for that defense. Oh, no, that's, a huge, that's a huge add. But still, that secondary is not good. Right, because I forget. The yeah, Chiefs but if you get to the quarterback, secondary. it does not matter. Yeah, the Chiefs secondary is worse than them. Yeah. Oh. Maybe outside outside of Tyron Matthew, dude, the Chiefs secondary is not that good. I'm sorry. I know we have an agenda to Hold stick on. to, but Hold how on. can you Hold say on. that the Chiefs have a good secondary? Come I on. I never said the Chiefs have a good base. secondary, but they have a better secondary than the Raiders. That's just, it's, it's arguable. It's close, dude. It's close. With Jonathan Abrams being back, that's going to help a lot for Oakland. You know, or Patrick Mahomes isn't on your there secondary, There it is. There's right? number one. First time I said it on the, the podcast. The Chiefs have an okay secondary. Not very good, especially with Breland out for the first four games. But still, they yeah. have a better secondary than the Raiders. Okay, my bad. They're, they're okay. Does that make you feel better, Ryan? They're okay. <laughs> but no, going back to the topic that was on hand with Von Miller, it sucks to see Von Miller go down. I – have a ton of respect for Von Miller, terrific player, and he's a huge piece of that defense. He's been a staple of that defense for years, and losing him is going to put the Broncos a couple games back and may cost them a few games, but I still think the Broncos are still going to have a solid year, and they're going to just have to have Bradley Chubb, when he gets fully healthy, step up even more. But thank God he's out of my Chiefs way. Thank God. I wasn't afraid of the Broncos coming in the Chiefs way anyways. Oh. The Chiefs run the AFC West. Moving on. Another injury uh. today. We got Daniel Hunter of the Vikings was put on injured reserve with a neck injury, and he will miss at least the first three games of the year. The Vikings had a lot of roster turnover, especially on the defense. How does this affect their defense, at least for the, the start of the season? Oh, it's, 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 this is an incredible loss for them. I think Daniel Hunter might be one of the most underrated players in the NFL. He's Over the past couple of years, he's been consistently at the top of the leagues in in sacks. And he gets overshadowed by guys like Aaron Donald, Chandler Jones, Vaughn Miller, uh, guys that just have been established in the league. And you mentioned it. The Vikings, they have a lot of new faces on this defense and a lot of unestablished NFL players because they had one of the largest rookie classes in NFL history. And this certainly hurts their chances of making the playoffs and making a run at what I think is a really weak NFC North. Yeah, this definitely is a big-time injury for those Vikings. I mean, they, they were able to pull off the Ngakwe trade, which was big, but losing a guy like this coming off of a career year where at 14 and a half sacks, he was balling for that defense. And I feel like for them, for a long time, it was always Everson Griffin. And he still had a good year last year, keep in mind. But he was taking that spot over on that defense for being the leader of the group and for putting up the best numbers. And it seemed like he was poised to have another big year. So to see him go down on IR, that hurts. That's a defense, which the secondary is the aspect which is the most questionable. But now that you have one of your premier pass rushers being out, that takes a big toll. And it's going to really shape up that defense and really change the way that people view it. But as of right now, he's only set to miss the first three games. I mean, it's not like he's out for the season with this injury. 
It's still uh, an injury where, well, for a lot of guys, because depending on the severity of the injury, you just you don't know when you're realistically going to get them fully back because that's kind of like the thing with Bradley Chubb. That, that's he's missing three big games. He's going against the Colts, the Packers, and then the Titans. Three really good teams that he's out for. Well, the good news is only one of those is divisional. Those are those are three yeah. good teams, but yeah. but it'll it won't hurt his division too much. Yeah, you're right, but it's still three good teams that he's out for. And yeah, those are three big games. I I mean I think you gotta you gotta take it with a with a grain of salt and you gotta look at the silver lining. This isn't career ending. It's not season ending. Uh, he I mean I can't see him missing more than half the season honestly. Um, at not a hundred percent, I can honestly only see him missing four or five games. Um, but it does suck. It sucks to see a player go down. Well, he was brought injured reserve, right? Yeah. Yeah, injured reserve. He's missing the first yeah, so, three games. At least. But I thought if you're on injured reserve, you got to miss the – There's different, there's different designations, weeks. I believe, that allow it to be those at least the first three games. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a Why can't it just be there. like baseball with like 10 games? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was like Drew Locke last year. He was put on IR, so they couldn't activate him uh, until week 13, just based off of matchups and a variety of other things. Uh, but he was for sure going to miss the first half of the year regardless. So it really just depends on what they, they put you in as. I yes, guess. yes. No, and he was on the, the shorter injured reserve. So. Yep. So do we have anything else we want to talk about with the Hunter injury? No. Yeah, it's a big blow to the Vikings, especially because with those three games that I said, it's going to hurt them, especially because they lost Everson Griffin, Linville Joseph. They did just trade for Yannick Nagakwe, which we are about to get into, but – that's still a big loss, especially with a team that is full of a lot of new faces, especially at the quarterback position. So like I just segued in, Yannick Nagakwe was traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Minnesota Vikings, a man who's wanted to be traded for the longest time, and he finally gets out of Jacksonville. What do we think about this trade? I don't think this necessarily means as much for the, the Vikings as it does for the Jaguars. Because the worse get worser, for lack of a better word. I mean, the the Vikings get they do get better, but it's not like that all of a sudden makes them Super Bowl contenders. However, this definitely puts the Jaguars in contention to go like zero and sixteen. Well, I don't know. I do think the Jags are going to be very bad. Have a good chance at getting that first overall pick. Should they end up being as bad as I think they might be. But as far as looking at it as the team that really matters the most for, that's the Vikings. That's a good move, especially when you do have a guy like Daniel Hunter who's going to miss those first couple games of the year. So having one of those pass rushers on the opposite side, being able to produce and be a backbone for that pass rush for those games where he's not going to be in, I think that that's big because this was a very good trade. There were all these rumors. He wanted out for so long. The Jags were holding on to him for dear life. They didn't know what to do with him. They wanted to get as much as they could out of him. Ultimately, Minnesota made a move, and it's one that I very much like for their sake because they need a good pass rush, especially with Everson Griffin being no longer there. Yeah, and even with Daniel Hunter being injured, this also helps too. So it helps Minnesota. It helps with the loss of Hunter. As you mentioned, the the Jaguars, they're in contention to be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, zero chance uh, Minshew lets him go 0-16. That's just not happening. Uh, my boy Gardner's gonna 
at least find a way to scrape across one or two wins, uh, especially against Bill O'Brien. And Philip Rivers always loses games that he shouldn't. That's just a fact. I've learned that. Um, so I, I think this is a good trade for both sides. I think it's a really good trade for the Vikings, especially when they just lost Hunter, who's now on IR. It still gives them a great pass rusher on the line, so it helps. But it's going to be a rough go for the Vikings, especially at the start of the year without their best defensive piece. But like you, all you said, the Gawkway wanted out for a very long time, and the Jaguars weren't just holding on to him for some reason. I didn't understand why they would. Just not get rid of him when he wanted out for so long, and now he's out, and – the Jaguars, their roster turnover has just been insane, and I really think that they could end up getting the one pick this year. With I don't see who else would get it. Yeah, there are. there's not many other teams who have just a worse roster and less talent. The Chiefs? Ha, ha, ha. They're just about as bad as uh, OBJ's interests, I'll put it that way. Oh, Oh no, we're not. Gonna we need, we, yeah, we need to go down that We're not going to get into that one. Okay. Yeah, no, we'll we'll leave that to other outlets. Yes. They can touch it if they want. Yes. Now we're going to get into our true preview for this season. We're going to start off start off with division winners and division word best word for it, the playouts of each team record wise. So we are going to start off in the NFC East. Who do we have in fourth place? The NFC East. I I do. I'm a believer in the football team. Like, how can you not be the believer in the football team? But this it just gets you hyped. So I, I'm gonna put the Giants in fourth place. Uh, both teams are bad. Both teams are bad. Both teams are bad. I know. I hear you. But how can you have the Giants worse than the Washington football team? They're the best- both bad. The best player on the Washington football team is Terry McLaurin. I could argue it's going to be Chase Young. I, I, I'm a huge I mean, yeah, but I mean that we've seen anything out of, I'll say. I mean, I don't I, They're both bad teams. You can't go wrong with either one of these two. Yeah. I, I just can't see the Giants being worse. I can't. Okay, well, I, I'm glad that you guys spoke first because with when it comes to Washington – I'm just going to stop myself and say where they're located because I'm so bad about building a habit of calling these teams what I have my whole Football life. Football team. Football <laughs> team. <laughs> because, like, literally, we just saw earlier on this that you I said the Raiders oh, I, mm-hmm. it's just normal. It's force a habit. I've been doing it my whole life. So saying Las Vegas is so hard for me, and I feel like they could be similar, so I'm glad you guys started first so I didn't make that mistake. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I think – or I agree with Pat, I guess. I, I think that Washington will get that fourth spot. I have them. So I did a thing where you do every single game this season. Um, I have them 1-15, in 0-6 in the division. That's tough. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't wow. know. I, They're bad. They're really, really bad. They're one of the worst teams we've seen in recent so history. Are, so are the Giants. The I'd Giants. almost say they're worse than the 0-16 Browns. No. Nah. No, they're oh, okay. no. Yeah, the, yeah, the 0-16 yeah. Browns stunk. They're bad, but they're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I have the Reds. Oh, let me let me catch myself there. Washington. Yeah, literally. literally. I almost drink. I keep, drink. 
Drink. <laughs> so the Washington football team, I have them in last place. And the record I have them at is 4-12. and I do as well. I guess I should have mentioned that. That's so good. They're, that's, like, really good for them. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's they their feeling. That's their they were, feeling. They were competitive in some games at the end of last year. And their defense isn't as bad as you think it is. And plus, Ron Rivera is a winner. Now, last year, their team stumped because they were on, like, their fourth-string quarterback at one point. Yeah. Uh, but – I think this team's going to be better than you think it is, Pat, for right. sure. I don't. Right. I don't think they win more than five games, but I the Redskins, the Giants, mm, the football team, and the Giants stink. They stink. <laughs> uh, so I assume that we have the third place team flipped around for everyone else. Yeah, yes. I have the Giants in third. Yeah, I have the Giants. Do you guys want to go with what records you have for them? Yeah, four and twelve. Okay, I have the Giants uh, going five and eleven. Same here. Yeah, football team five and eleven. I feel like five, five, five is a good number for the football team. Five. Okay. Football. I have one okay, for no. the football teams so. though. All right. <laughs> okay, for second place, who do you guys have? Philadelphia Eagles. I do as well. Yep. Eagles. I have the Eagles. What do you guys have for them finishing at? Nine seven. Six and ten. I have them at seven and nine. I have. The Eagles at nine and seven. Nice. So we all have the Cowboys in first place. Yep. Where do the Cowboys finish yeah, this man. season? Twelve and five. Oh, we got a wide variety. Okay. <laughs> Parker, you said eleven and five. Correct. Ten and six for Dom. Pat, you said twelve yeah. and four. Yeah. I agree with Parker on this one. I'm going eleven and five for the Cowboys. And they their their defense. Their defense is not gonna let yeah. it be eleven and five. I'll just say that. Dang, we agreed on all four, Ryan. I'm a little concerned with what I said. <laughs> I mean, Pat, Pat's there with you, so like you should feel a little more. Yeah, I said I said twelve and four. I have them being better. Oh, oh, oh! Okay. I do. I think that this team could definitely come out of their shell this year. I don't see him going far in the playoffs. I don't see him making a deep push. But I think with McCarthy at head coach. This could be their their leap this year. This could be their their big step in the right direction. No more Jason Garrett. We'll see if this is a new Cowboys team. I actually agree with you on that, Pat. And we don't agree on a lot of things, but I think Mike McCarthy's going to do some really good things. And getting just getting Jason Garrett out of there is huge. Yeah, he just absolutely. is an awful head coach. Anyways. Now we're going to move on to the NFC North. Who do we have finishing in last place in the North? Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Sorry, dog. Yeah. I have the Bears in last place. Wow. No. No, I, I, have, I have the Lions. That's not, that's, I have that's the not Lions. that crazy. Let me tell you. That's, the, that's name, a toss-up. Name one position where the Bears got better this offseason. Tight end? That's probably the least important position on the football field. <laughs> like, this team, they, they struggled last year. A lot of their wins were close, and they weren't against very good teams. It – the Lions were playing good football with Matt Stafford, and then of course he got injured and they win a single game the rest of the year. Now, am I banking on Matt Stafford to be good and healthy this year? I mean, at least for a decent part of the season, yeah. But I, I don't see much of the Bears. Their defense is heavily overrated coming into this year. I you saw them take a big step back last year. I'd expect to see similar things there. Their offense stinks. I don't care what pro football talk says. About Mitchell Trubisky having confidence in himself this year, he stinks. Okay, yeah, not only can he not not only can he not throw his 
It's the Nick play Foles is going to come yeah. in, I think, week three and no more Trubisky. Yeah, yeah and the- Parker, you mentioned it. Nagy's not even a good play caller. He just has mm-hmm. a bunch of really weird plays that, that worked because no one knew what he was going to do. And now that teams have figured them out, I, I don't think the Bears are going to be that good. I think they're 5-11, 6-10 maybe. Okay, you have them at 6-10. and 10. Parker, where do you have the Lions finishing? I have them at 5-11. and 11. And the thing is, I agree with Dom because it's a toss-up between those two teams. I could see it going either way, and it wouldn't surprise me one way or the other. Pat, where do you have the Lions finishing? I have the Lions going 3-13. and 13. Wow. Okay. I have the Lions finishing 6-10. and 10. I think it's going to be a toss-up between them and the Bears. So can we agree? Lions-Bears, bottom of the division? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we just have it flipped. So Pat Parker and I have the Bears in third. Dom has the Lions in third. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What do we? Ha- what is your record for the Lions, Dom? You're muted, uh, buddy. You're muted, I- but I understand that you said seven and nine. Yes. <laughs> That's really good for the Lions. You don't have them in double-digit losses. No, I don't, dude. Listen, I they're. They're not that bad. Now, they did trade Slay over the offseason, but they did bring in Okuda in the draft. I feel like Okuda could be just as good Okuda as Slay. Okuda could be really good. Okuda, they, I think, is going to be really good. It's not common to see. Just because a team wasn't good last year, record-wise, doesn't mean You're they're right. going to be good this year. I, can I, see them I think they're going to be I think they're going to be better than the Bears. I do. Okay, Pat, where do you have the Bears finishing this year? Um, I have the Bears finishing in third at 5-11. and 11. Parker? Six and ten. Okay, I, w- I think I was the only nice one to the Bears. I have them going seven to nine. I expect Khalil Mack to have a bounce back year. He had a really rough year last year, but I expect more from him. And I think that Bears defense will be better this year. Okay, now let's move on to second place. Can we all agree have- Vikings are, are two and Packers are one? Yep. Can we all agree on that? Yep. Okay. Where do we have the Vikings finishing? Nine and seven. Ten and six. I have I have the Vikings at nine and seven. Yeah, so what, the, the potential for this team is the potential for this team is thirteen and three. Yeah, if everyone plays to their level, they can be so good. My main but, worry with the Vikings is that secondary. their two starting corners right now, which are slated to be Mike Hughes and Holton Hill, Hughes has five career starts. Hill has four career starts. That is not looking good. They are a very young secondary, especially at the quarterback position. I think it's just going to take a lot of adjustment and development. So that's my worry with the Vikings. They're a young team. Where do we have the Packers finishing at? For, we have them finishing at first place. What is their record? 12 and 4. 11 and 5. I have them going 10 and 6. 12 I agree and 4, with you, 5 I, and 1 in the division. I have them going 10 and 6. Yeah. Wow. Another weak division. Another weak yeah, division. Very weak yeah. division, but pretty easy to predict. It's an, it's an open division, but it's pretty easy to predict that the Packers are going to win it. Despite them. We're not helping Aaron Rodgers at all once again. All right. Can we move on to the interesting divisions, please? Thank you. Okay. NFC West. Oh, my favorite division to talk about. NFC West. Who do we it's have finishing in last place? Rams yeah, are in the rest. Yeah, that's the same. It's tough for me to admit, given that the Rams were in the Super Bowl just two seasons ago, and they even went 9-7 and seven last year. But Ryan, please don't say, Ryan, please don't say you have another team in last. I do. Tell us. The Cardinals. No, no. no. They, they've gotten better. They've gotten, they've gotten, gotten better. so much better in every way. They've they had gotten a good better. draft, good for agency. 
They had a great draft, good free agency. So why are they in last place? I ex- I have I have the Cardinals in last place. I think that it's still going to be what a do you have the record year. as eight and eight. In last? No way. Wow. Then I I would love to hear the rest. Wow. <laughs> at eight and eight, this division is going to be insane. Then. Wow. I have, I have the I, Rams at five and eleven in last. Yeah, I have the Rams being six and ten. There's enough yep. talent on the team to win some games, but there's too many holes on defense now. Yeah, I'm with Dom. Six and ten for me. I have the Cardinals at eight and eight. All right, mm-hmm. let's keep going. Who do you have in third, Ryan? I have the Rams. With nine and seven. I mean, it's yeah, not just that's terrible too far off. because. Just be based on the fact that they did it last year. By that alone, it's not completely terrible, but it just seems like they're moving in the wrong direction. They, and the Cardinals are so much worse. I the Cardinals are on I the think rise. Their secondary is still pretty good when you got Jalen Ramsey, John Johnson, and Taylor Rapp, who was really good last year as a rookie. And and then you've the, got the Aaron secondary Donald. is good. The linebackers are so bad. You've still got oh, yeah. Ibukam, so and they still got Ibukam and signed Leonard Floyd. I think that'll be something. Right. Ryan, Ryan. Those, both Ryan. these guys haven't done anything. Ryan, just between you and me real quick. This okay. this is just for radio, right? Like this is just for the viewership? No, I make... sincerely believe this. Oh, wow. Dang. I, you know, I, I hope you're right because that would make watching the season so much more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. It'd be, it'd be I, I think the Rams are going to be 9-7 and seven again. That's just me. But I, let's move on. I hope you're right. Let's move on. Who do you guys have in second place? Arizona. Oh, third place, I have Arizona. We, we didn't talk about third. Oh, I have, yeah, my bad. I have Arizona my bad. in third place. That's my how bad. I – What are, are your guys' record for Arizona in third place? My bad. 12 and four. 12 and four to Wait. third? That's insane. What? Wait, mm-hmm. I thought that his was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what? I know. I get pretty outlandish here. I went through every oh, single my. game of this season multiple times and checked – I have them going twelve and four, making playoffs as the seven seed. A seven seed at twelve and, and seven. Seed? Wow, man! What? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do know. I do know who is. Uh, I do know who's five seed is, and obviously I know who the six seed is. And or the other two. Okay, or I okay. can see that. All right. Okay. I have them going eight and eight. That's fine. That's good. let's uh, let's move on. Who do we have in second place? Seahawks. Seahawks. Yep. The birds. I have the Niners. No, well, that's not horrible. That's not horrible. Yeah, it, it's going to be very tight. I think it's a very close division. I have the Niners going 10 and 6 and still making playoffs. Yeah, that's a toss up yeah. right yeah. there. I mean, with the opt outs and the injury to Debo, which they have to be very careful with, by the way, that's yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Where, where do you guys see the Seahawks finishing this year, record wise? I have them in second, 13 and 3, 4 and, four, four and 2 in the division. <laughs> I've got them going ten and six. This is the bizarre thing about going game by game is sometimes you just end up with these. Oh whack, yeah, no, I think, yeah, that's what I was telling you as you're doing it. I think the Seahawks will be eleven and five. Okay, I have them thirteen. Okay, and three. I have the Seahawks in first. You guys have the 49ers. Let's go, you guys first. What do you guys see the 49ers record at the end of the regular season? Thirteen and three. They have. Some challenges ahead, like I mentioned right there. Uh, but I have them going twelve and four with those. They're going to be eleven and five as well with the Seahawks, but I think they're better than the Seahawks. And they'll they'll take them there. I have the Seahawks in first, finishing eleven and five on the year. 
Yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's a You got a it's clustered a division. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, yeah, it's very clustered. It's I think this is one of the most competitive divisions. I think yeah, it's absolutely one of the most competitive divisions. There's yeah. two so, it's super yeah, competitive yeah, divisions. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, let's move on to the final NFC division, and that's the South. Who do we have in last place? I think we're all gonna agree with this one. I don't know. Let's Carolina. hear Carolina. Carolina. Yes, yeah. Carolina. I have Atlanta. What? No. I have Atlanta no. at four and twelve, Carolina at five and eleven. Atlanta well, I, four and twelve? I do have the Panthers at five and eleven, so we agree yeah, on that. This, this I can't see that. I have the Panthers. I have the Panthers at five and eleven. I have yeah. them at three and thirteen. I think they're going to be arguably one of the worst teams in the NFC. I yeah, but I feel Carolina Christian McCaffrey can pull through a couple games. Their defense, no, but he was he so was young. one of the best play. Christian McCaffrey was one of the best players in the NFL last year, especially on the offensive side, and their offense was just terrible. Now they have yeah. Bridgewater at quarterback. They had, they had Kyle Allen. Allen last year. That's better Kyle than Kyle Allen. Allen. It's not that Will much Greer. better. He's not that much better. Yeah, Will Greer's. Oh, he's better. He's better. I, I think he's not that, that much better. I think Teddy I, will provide stability and better quarterback play overall. So I, I think that there will be a bad team. It's just a matter of how bad. I feel like 5-11 and 11 seems pretty pretty solid. Anyways, can we go back to me having Atlanta at 4-12? and 12? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you need to explain I just, that. I just don't see them winning a lot of their matchups. They're, just I mean, a, I, they're a very disappointing that? team. Right, they always disappoint. Always, always. I mean, week 16, they play Kansas City. That's a loss. They play Tampa Bay week 15. That's a loss. They play New Orleans week 13. That's a loss. I mean, they have to play Atlanta er, – not Atlanta. They have to play Tampa Bay and New Orleans twice a year each. That's four losses right there. I mean – and then who else do they play? Let's see. They play Dallas, Seattle, Green Bay, Denver. I mean, th- there's no way. That is a tough schedule. I don't know where it's it ranks, but it's tough. But you're talking about one of the most talented teams in the NFL here, especially they've the got, offensive side. Yeah, they've got. A and on defense, they have they have playmakers on defense. It's they just similar got to the Rams. Deion yeah. Jones. Yeah. The thing with it's, me with Carolina is that their defense is so young because they spent every single draft pick on defense. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be really good in a couple of years. Yeah, it's like Matt Rule because Matt Rule was a college coach at Baylor. Yeah. It's like he's recruiting, and these are all yeah. freshmen coming in, and he's just waiting for them to become juniors and seniors, and they're going to be really good. I think they have a very bright future, especially on that on the defensive side of the ball with all that young talent. Yeah, Derek so, Brown's going to be a monster up front. Oh, I think he is. I have the Panthers going five and eleven. Dom, where do you have the Panthers finishing in last? So three and thirteen or four and oh, twelve. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Third place, Pat. Where, you have the Panthers. Yeah, Falcons. five and eleven. I have Falcons. the Falcons. Where do you have the Panthers finishing? I can't remember what you said, Pat. Five and eleven. Five and eleven. Parker, where do you have the Falcons finishing? Six and ten. Dom. I have them at seven and nine. You guys only gave them a couple more wins than me. What do you? Uh, what do you, you guys are gonna go at me for this one. I have them finishing eight and eight. I mean, I had them oh. going seven and nine. The like, thing is, I think I think that offense is just really good. That's well, a really good offense. That's the problem because, like, we I learned from last year. They had so much talent, and every time I would pick them in our pickems, they would always disappoint every yeah. single time. So I that's just, fair. I'm not, I'm just gonna be there six and ten. They they okay. finished the season strong. They ended up going seven and nine on the year. Yeah, and 
I, they could carry some of that momentum over. They've got a young offensive line, and if they they figured it out at the end of last year, and if they continue that this year, they're going to win ball games. Here's my thing with the Falcons. Dan Quinn saved his job at the end of last year, especially with that huge win over the 49ers. So I expect, like you just said, Dom, with that momentum, I expect that to carry over and get them a, a 500 record. Let's move on. Second place. Do we all have the Buccaneers in second, Saints in first? Yes. Yep. I do. It's so close. It is. Okay. I have both teams five and one in the division. I have the Saints at 15 and one this year. Wow. That's a tall task. (laughs) I have Saints at 15 and one, Tampa Bay at 14 and two. Last time a team. It's it's crazy because you can do this because these teams are playing on the road and they're not having to deal with home crowd. Now, in a normal year, you're like, Pat, you're an idiot. And you still are. But uh, (laughs) the. Your, your projections aren't totally unreasonable this year. Do I think they'll pan out? No, but they're not unreasonable because they're not playing on the road in front of 70,000 yelling fans. Right, but when I started making this, I was like, oh, week one, Tampa Bay playing in New Orleans in the Dome? I don't know, but, like, it doesn't mean but anything. It's not convenient in there. It's okay. just a field. Okay, you have the Buccaneers at 14-2. and two. Parker, where do you have them finishing? Second place with a 10-6 record. What about you, Dom? 11-5, and wildcard team. Okay. Buccaneers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parker, I agree with you. Second place, 10-6. and six. Wow. Okay, everyone has the Saints. We know Pat has the Saints at 15-1. and one. Parker, where do you have them? Wait, can I, can I justify that really quick? Just really quick? <laughs> so, week one, I have them beating the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers still have to learn how to play together as a team. And then after that... Uh, uh, yeah, I have them beating the Bucks another time, and then every other time, or I have the Bucks beating them once, and that's their only loss I have. But I mean, having both teams go fourteen and one over the last fifteen weeks is insane. Yeah, but and we'll see. It's, it's a crazy they're, they're, season. On, Pat, they're good Pat, teams. Pat, I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you have the Buccaneers' second loss to? The Buccaneers' two losses are to uh, I don't want to say the Saints it. the Saints <laughs> upset the alert, Chiefs, Saints. Upset alert. I don't want to say who they lose to or it's the Chiefs, Chiefs isn't it uh, it's never Chiefs. mind and I don't want to give them the satisfaction yes, I, I thought I, no. I thought there was gonna be like some crazy pick that would make us go insane no you just nope. didn't want to give me the joy yeah exactly okay. yeah Parker I have them losing to the Giants week eight no I'm kidding um all right so I have the Saints <laughs> finishing at 12 and four and winning the division I have them going 13 and 3. Dom? Saints, 12 and 4. Okay. So that is going to conclude our NFC side. Let's get into the AFC, and we're going to start in the East. Who do we have in fourth uh, place? This is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's not fun yet. I have the Jets in fourth place. J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. What's their record? Uh, I've been going six and ten. I think that the opt out of CJ Mosley and the trading Jamal Adams extremely hurt. I thought they were a playoff team. I'm being honest with those two guys, but without them, they're a last place team. That, that's how good those two players are. Okay, Pat, what do you have for the Jets record? Fourth place, I have the Jets three and thirteen. Oh okay. no way! Fourth place is the Dolphins with a four and twelve record. Wow. Okay. Oh, wait till you're bomb spot for the Dolphins. I have wow. the, I have the Jets in last place going four and twelve. 
Wow, yeah. you guys are extremely low on those teams. Yeah, because the Jets suck. The Jets went Sam seven Darnold. and six last year with Sam Darnold. They went Sam seven Darnold and six last year with Sam Darnold. Lost his top weapon in Robbie Anderson. He's gone, and they replaced him with Brashad Perriman. Which and is, Denzel yeah. Mims. Yeah, Denzel Mims. They're they'll be fine. They'll be six and ten. They'll finish in last. But okay. I I think okay. and then Parker four and twelve. The Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins, I mean. No, I I think that's absurd. Honestly, no, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, they finished team. the season five and four, and they added so many players this off season. Yeah, but see, I'm just not buying it because the quarterback play is not going to be steady. And what about that's that a defense? Huge issue that the defense. defense could be good. I'm not. I don't. I don't see it playing out that way. Them. I don't think I'm they'll not. be bad. I'm just not sold on them. Okay. Yeah. I like. So it. let's I like move on to third Howard, place. But... Parker, do you have the Jets in third place? I do. Six and What's... ten record. Okay. Where do you have? Okay. Pat, do you have the Dolphins in third, I assume? I do. Dom, do you have the Dolphins in third? I don't. Do you have the Patriots in third? I have the New England Patriots in third place. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I do. Pat's going to come here. My door doesn't lock. My door doesn't lock. Lock the door. Lock the door. It doesn't. It doesn't lock. It doesn't lock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Here's why. Here's why. There, there's too big of a question mark at too many positions. Wow. Uh, at quarterback, Cam Newton, we don't know if he's going to be healthy. If he's healthy, this team could definitely be a playoff team. I'm not going to bank on it, though. He, In his last eight games, he's 0-8, and that was with a somewhat talented Carolina team. Yeah. Too I, many players opted out. Tough. Kyle Van Noy's a Dolphin. They're, they, Dante Hightower's gone. He once. Once they finally played some real teams in the second half of the season last year, they struggled. I, I think this team's going to get third place. I think they'll be 8-8. Eight eight. We'll get to that in a second. Pat, what do you have for the Dolphins record? 5-11. and 11. Okay, I have the Dolphins going 6-10. No, six way. And 10. no I way. I have the Dolphins going 6-10. and 10. No way. Well, you uh, act like they're, they're the Joe <laughs> Montana 49ers. Like, <laughs> this is like this. You know what this is? This is the Redskins from last year, but this time around. No, Ruben Foster, man. Ruben okay. Foster. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that was bad. But this team actually, they finished the season five and four. They added several players in the offseason Kyle Van Noy, Byron Jones, and they had a pretty solid draft class. And I think that if Fitzpatrick can play well like he did in the second half of the year, and if not, guess what? Guess who they got? They got two up. I think this team is a borderline You're putting your team. faith in a bum hip from Alabama? Dude, uh, <laughs> I, Pat, also, I, know Pat, I know you don't watch as much college football as me, but Tua was Tua's so really good. good. I, I, Tua, I also, his, his accuracy is off the charts. He was I playing on that. one foot and lost to LSU by seven. Yeah, he's insane. He's insane. Heard, uh... The Dolphins will be a good team this year. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me Second place. Second place. Let me no, just, hold on, real quick, real quick. Okay, okay so I addressed them as the Redskins. At the time they were, but now Washington football, my mistake. Yes, you were. No, no, I. you were right. It's fine. You get a pass. You don't have to drink. Ryan and I, <laughs> each, Ryan and I each owe a drink at the end of this. Deal. Uh, yeah, of course you said deal. Uh, <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about second place here in the East. Second place. Patriots. Patriots. And Pat, this one, Pat, Pat, <laughs> Pat, let's hear it. In second place, I have the Buffalo Bills. No, 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 no. no! Okay, okay, that's awful. In his defense, I will say, pre opt out, I also did, but the opt outs were just too much for me. No, oh, yeah. 
Oh. The opt-outs just it took even with the opt-outs, we still arguably have one of the best defenses in the NFL. No, Bane! Yes, we do. Are you kidding me? You have the best corner in the league. I'm not yes. doubting that. The best corner. We have Jason McCordy. We have Devin. Yeah, McCordy. great defense. Great okay. defense. It's okay. a great secondary. What are you saying? Yeah, but when you're when you're losing, when you're losing, the secondary doesn't matter because teams are just going to run all over you. Okay, so I, we have who? We have Jawan Bentley. Uh... <laughs> who? Yeah. Who? Jawan Bentley is good, dude. Come on. I, I, I okay. don't know who that is. Pat, but, I'm sorry, I'm, but no. Okay. I, I, I Let's so do our right because they ain't us. Okay. Hey, Bill if, Belichick listen. is still our coach, and he's one of the greatest defensive minds in NFL history. Okay, he's, Pat, what off, is the Bill's greatest. record in second place? What is he's the Bills' the record in second place? Ten and six. Parker, up, go. I have the Patriots at ten and six, and like I said, had there not been so many opt outs, I would have also had them winning it because that's how much faith I have in Bill Belichick. Dom, go. I have the Dolphins at nine and seven. I have the Patriots in second place at eight and eight. You, you're delusional. You don't think we're gonna have an above five hundred record? You're delusional. You're, you're delusional. <laughs> you're delusional. You're the delusional one. This is Dude, Pat. Pat, I'll, I'll listen. We don't, we don't promote. Hey, first off, we do not promote gambling on the fourth. Pat, week, I will bet uh, you. I will bet twenty bucks that the Bills win this division. All right, shake on it right here. Hey, yes. Here, I'll come over to your camera. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can I agree to an additional twenty on that? Yeah, I'll, I'll shake on that. I'll be forty dollars in the hole. Ryan would want to join that, wouldn't he? Yeah, Bills <laughs> win this division. Uh, of course, so typical. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Think the Buffalo Bills have the capacity, the mental capacity to win anything they have ever. A terrific defense and I a decent offense. A decent offense too. They're. I, I, they have a legit shot to win the AFC this year. Okay, don't get too crazy now. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man, they have a legit I'm, shot. I'm messing with you. They have a shot. Okay, okay, let's go to first place. Pat, just tell us where are the Patriots ending up this like year. At 14 and two or anything. I have them at 11 and five, but I still have them winning the division. Okay, okay, Parker, go. Who's go? Parker, go. Uh, obviously, that leaves the Bills. I have them winning the division with an 11 and five record. Okay. Okay, so I only add them with one more Dumb. loss for you. I don't see what the big deal is. Dom, go. 12 and 4, Buffalo Bills, oh, AFC East man. champions. Lock it. AFC Lock East it. champions on <laughs> Buffalo Bills with an 11 and 5 record. And the Patriots' 11 year streak is snapped this year. Do you still think we'll make playoffs? Do you have us making playoffs? No? No. I do. Even with a 20 year streak and Bill Belichick as our coach? No. I mean, I'm going to get mad at me. You're going to get mad at me when I tell you my my playoff picks over the Patriots, but that's in a little bit. Let's move on to the AFC North. Who is getting last place? Bengals. Cincy. Bengals. There's no discussion I have, what's their record? I have Cleveland. And last? Yeah. What? I, actually, oh. I, have, I have Cincy much higher than you guys do. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, all right, all right. I'll play devil's advocate for entertainment purposes. I will say with the Bengals, although I uh, – newsflash, I have them going 4-12. and 12. I will say with them and Joe Burrow and his success early on as a quarterback, I think that the weapons that he has coming into the league, being the first overall pick, is nowhere near as bad as some quarterbacks have had to deal with. 
But still, having said that, no shot. <laughs> uh, I got There's the I got the Cleveland Steamers. I mean Cleveland Browns. <laughs> OBJ. Uh, no, but listen, I I think the Bengals will be better than a lot of people give them credit for. Four and twelve, five and fifteen. They've got a somewhat talented offense. Uh, their offensive line got a lot of slack last year. They're getting Jonah Williams back because he didn't play it all last year. He'll help out with Joe Burrow. But oh, there's the Browns going 4 12. Is that what you had about? You're 5 and 11. I'm, uh, I have oh, the Bengals. There's way too talented. Okay. Yeah, everybody Dom, said that last year. Dom, where do you have the Bengals? I said I have the Bengals 4 and 12, 5 and 15. Okay. 5 and 11. 5 and 11. All sorry. Right. I have the Bengals going 5 and 11. I think they made some terrific moves in free agency. Adding DJ Reader on the front line with Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins, then adding Trey Waynes, Vaughn Bell. They've done a lot of good moves. They made some good moves. But I think that Burrow is just going to need one year to develop, and then you could see them move up. Third place. Pat, do you have the Bengals? I don't. Okay. I have the Steelers in third place. Oh, no. No. No, that's poor. I, I had them this, I have the Steelers in third place too. Thank you. I had, just, I had them much, much worse. And then I went through it again. I was like, this isn't right. They were like two and fourteen for me. So I went through and I fixed that. They're six and ten now. I have them six and ten, two and four in their division. Tom, go ahead. I have the Steelers going seven and nine. I think that their defense significantly overperformed their talent last year. You saw TJ Watt, Micah Fitzpatrick. Even Cam Hayward, all those guys just have career years. And their offense is going to be a little bit better than what it was last year. So I'll make up for the fact. And I think with the Browns being a little bit better than they were last year, I, I see the Steelers going seven and nine. Parker, who do you have in third place? I have the Steelers. And originally, like a week or so ago, I had them seven and nine. I bumped it up to eight and eight after a couple changes throughout the league, because obviously you have to take into account for every win there's another loss uh, to give to another team. So I have them at 500. They're a team with a very good defense. That offense with Big Ben is in question. I don't think people should be so happy for Big Ben to be back. Obviously, it's great to see him recover from an injury and be on the field. But as far as a production standpoint, he's 38 years old, coming off of Tommy John surgery. That's asking for a lot. Okay, I have the Browns in third place at 8-8. Eight eight. Let's move on to second place. Pat, start it off. Um. So in second place, I have the Cincinnati Bengals at six and ten, same record as the Steelers, uh, but I have them three and three in the division and not two and four. So I have them taking second place, um, and I also have them beating the Baltimore Ravens in Week Seventeen. Okay, that because, answers my question. Right, because the Baltimore Ravens are going to be resting all of their starters come Week Seventeen. I, <laughs> they won't need it. I have I have one of. Two of Baltimore's losses coming to the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. As soon as you said the record, I was going to actually ask you, do you have the Baltimore Ravens, in fact, going undefeated? Uh, but that answered my question. Nope. <laughs> okay. Dom, second place. Browns, I think they'll go 10-6. and six. Okay, Parker, I think second that with, place. I, I, okay. Let me justify it. I, I, think justify. With, I think that with Freddie Kitchens gone, we everyone basically knew it was going to be a train wreck last year that looked into the situation, and it was. And they also improved the offensive line. Last year, watching Baker Mayfield just run around like a lost dog 
it was hard to watch. They drafted offensive line, went out, got some in free agency. I think they're an improved team. I think the Ravens are too good, though. Yeah, Parker. that's, again, not too far off from me. I originally had the Browns going 10-6 with second place in the division. Ultimately, when I gave the Steelers that extra game, I had to take one, and that was from the Browns. So I have them going 9-7 and being a playoff team. Okay, in second place, I have the Steelers going 10-6. and six. <laughs> Come on. I Come think, on okay, now. let me justify. This defense is really good. I think TJ Watt is one of the best pass rushers in the league. I really like Mika Fitzpatrick. They still got Devin Bush. I really like their defense. Yeah, their defense is good, but I still think you're overrating the ever-loving heck out of them. No, I think – I think that Mike Tomlin first off should got coach of the year last year. That's a whole different oh, argument. I think Mike Tomlin should not be coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I don't think he should have a job in the NFL. Okay, that's a that's a later discussion. But I think Big Ben coming back. I know there's nerves about his arm. They still managed to not be the worst team in that division with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph as their quarterbacks. Well, yeah, you, that's a testament to the defense. Like, and I think that defense but, is still going to play that well this year. I that they will not. No, play that well. it just shows that the top defenses every single year have significantly come down. Shout out Theo Ash for teaching me that. I never realized that. Um, uh, it's just there's no way their defense performs to how it does last year. But no, if we're if we're talking about this, let's talk about it right now, Ryan. I mean, what has Mike Tomlin done? with the offenses and deep in the teams he's had in the past five, six years. What has he done? He's done nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. He had, he had at one point a roster of Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell on offense. And what did he do with them? Nothing. Oh, Absolutely I'm nothing. arguing just last year he should have gotten coach of the year because he led them to 8-8 eight and eight without Ben Roethlisberger and with a wow. quarterback with the name of Duck Hodges. Hey, let me just intervene. Uh, yeah, no, that Steelers team was loaded, but Blake Bortles had other plans. That's true. That's facts. I'm arguing just for last year, but you you can't take a team like that that goes eight and eight and say, "Hey, here's a coach of the year for your god awful team." I disagree, but I respect your opinion. I'll just I'll just go with what that. The, what the heck kind of radio is that? We're supposed to fight here. Okay, if you want to fight, I'll I'll continue. But we are almost. I don't care for overtime. I don't care for overtime. Tell me, justify your reasoning. Okay, look at the facts. They had James Carter, who was hurt most of the year last year. Juju was on and off the field. You saw Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph as their quarterback. Quarterbacks, sorry, and yet they still got to eight and eight. That's a testament to Mike Tomlin as a coach. He, so I'm going to ask you. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to give you another scenario right here. The Patriots last year. Do you think that they made it to the playoffs because of their offense? No, their defense. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the Steelers. The Steelers only made it as far as they did because of their defense. I still okay. Come on. Their offense was bad. It was really, really bad. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> All right, here's one thing that I, I will say. I feel like for regular season purposes, offenses win you the most games in a regular season. 
once the playoffs roll around, I'd rather rock with a good defense. It's been proven to not be the case. Last year was a good example with the Chiefs winning Super Bowl. Hey, but here's the but, thing. A top 20 defense still gets you a Super Bowl win. Hey, shut up. Shut it typically up. doesn't, is my point. All right, we can move on. We okay, move let's on. move on. Now, we all have the Ravens getting first in the North. What is their record? I have them going 13-3. and three. They did actually get better, in my opinion. They improved their they roster did. somehow. The only way I look at it, though, is it's hard for me to say they're going to go 14-2 and two again or even better because naturally teams are going to digress a little bit because that was, a, that was a season where Lamar Jackson won MVP, and it took a lot of things going very well for that to happen. Yeah. Pat, 12, what do you have for their record? Dom, sorry. sorry. No, Dom, go ahead. 12 and 4. Okay. 14-2. and two. I have the Ravens at 12-4 and four as well. I think Lamar is going to have is to going to regress a little bit. I think that so many things went well for him last year that he won't have as great of a year. I think last so, year was just the beginning. I think he's going to come out swinging this year. So I this year, so okay, I can. I need to see more from his arm. Well, I, you know what? The reason why, and also this is just like half a superstition thing. The past three quarterbacks to win MVP have won the Super Bowl the next year. So. That's, I mean, I know that literally means nothing in the world of football, but hey, I'd like to see it happen. I think Lamar's only going to get better from here. Okay. Now, he just, with he that, just pissed him off so much. He's like, oh my God, I know that. I know that. I know that. I, know that. Uh, I actually did know that. <laughs> I actually did, but I'm not yeah, going to threat about it. You know why I knew that? You know why I knew that? Because Patrick Mahomes won MVP because he threw 50 touchdowns hey. in 2018. He also became the youngest hey. player ever to hey. win a regular season MVP and Super Bowl MVP. So, just get uh, Pat. If we're gonna bring up factoids, uh, the last the last two MVPs came as second year quarterbacks. Drew Lock for MVP, folks. Oh God! Oh. I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. Of course, we'll get to the MVP picks, but I okay. figured I'd throw it out. We're, there. Move, we're gonna move on to the AFC South. Where do we see the AFC South shaking up? Shaking up to be this year, fourth place. Jags. We're all gonna go. Jags. We're all Jags. Gonna go there. What's their record? Yep. Two and fourteen. Two and fourteen. I'm giving them three and thirteen. Wow, how generous of you! That's <laughs> generous compared to you guys. I, I'm I sure they're, third I'm place. Sure their fans will be thrilled. Uh, Texans. I have the Titans. Whoa! What? Yeah. Oh no! This is I, my I, one. Actually, this is, I, this I is I my one really hot take. I think that you saw Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill playing at the highest level that they'll ever play at. I think that. Ryan Tannehill coming off of a contract year, I don't think he's going to play as well and be as efficient. And I think that's going to be in part the fact that Derrick Henry has been so beat up over the past couple of years, just running and running and running. And you saw in the AFC Championship game, Janelle Ryan, you remember vividly, he just he got beat up. And at, at a certain point, the legs just give out, the body gives out. And I think that you're not going to see as good of offensive production from him this year because uh, I've said several times, running backs don't matter. I, I don't see them being as good this year on the offensive side. On defense, they'll still be good. Um, what, what do you have still, the record as? I have been going nine and seven. They're still going to okay. be a good team. Okay, Parker, where do you who do you have in third place? I didn't hear you. I have the Texans going seven and nine. Okay, Pat, what do you have the Texans going? Texans eight and eight. That's what I have. Texans eight and eight. Yeah, we all see these teams are good. Yeah. Okay, second place. I have the Texans. The uh, Colts. Parker? Texans. It's the Titans for me. This is such a tough division. I the have AFC it really South, is. A, the AFC South is 
the most unpredictable division. I feel like like I have the Colts. Like okay. it's just it's so hard to make. Okay. So Thursday night football division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Where do you got? Where do you have the? Okay, Dom record go. Ten six. Pat. Ten and six. Uh, Colts. I have the Titans going eight and eight. In second place in that division, I have the Colts going nine and seven. Yeah. And then in first place, I ha- I have the Titans. Pat. Titans. Parker. Colts. Oh. I have the Colts. Give Philip Rivers an O line, and he'll go eleven and five. I promise you. Okay, you got them going eleven and five. Parker, Colts I've record. Got, I've got them going ten six, but I, I the same thought process because the way that I look at it. Well, first off, I'll kind of start with the Texans just to justify it, since they were a playoff team last year. Every year, we're going to see playoff teams from the previous year miss it the next year. That's one of them. Same goes for the Titans. They played at a very high level. It's going to be hard to replicate because originally going into this. I was favoring the Titans over the Colts, but I think when I started to look at it a little bit deeper, realizing what Phillip Rivers has in front of him, I think that uh, they're the team that's ultimately going to come ahead in what will be a very close race. Pat, uh, Titans record. I have the uh, the Titans going 10-6. and six. I do but as well. They're 5-1 and one in the division, so that's why they beat the Colts, who are 4-2. and two. Yeah, okay. I have, I have the Titans going 10-6. and six. Now, the final division, the AFC West – who do we have in fourth place? Kansas City Chiefs. Funny. <laughs> I've got the Chargers. I do too. The Los Angeles Chargers will finish in last I, place again. I have the Chargers going in six last. and ten. I have the going six and ten. Five and eleven for me. Five and eleven. I got them at six and ten. Third place. Raiders. Las Vegas. The Raiders. I was close to moving them in front of Denver. Yeah, that would that would have been fair. I, w- I wouldn't have had a big problem with that because I think that the Raiders are better than a lot of people. Some people in this uh, show give them credit. Hold on. So. Okay. I'm- it was a direct attack, Ryan. It was fairly obvious. You've already made it clear. You, you don't give okay. them the respect I feel like they, they've somewhat deserved. Let's put it that way. They're better I than think you. I respect. can't give them respect. I can't give John Gruden respect. There. Like, I mean, I don't think he's that good of a coach either, but at the end of the day. And though, I don't think Derek Carr's good. Well, he's going to be in your division a long time, so get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys have the Raiders' record as? Seven, seven and, nine. and nine. Yep. Eight, eight and eight. They're going 500 this year. I have them at seven and nine. Second place. Kansas Denver. City Chiefs. I know I you're wait. joking. I am kidding. <laughs> I have the Denver Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. I have the Broncos as well. Nine and seven. Nine and seven as well. I'm going ten and six with uh, with Vaughn. Yeah, maybe even eleven and five. Yeah, that's the same exact thing for me. I ha- I thought that they could win ten or more games this year. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I can't just simply keep that record because it's in my heart that they could do that. Because at the end of the day, if you lose a guy like that, that hurts. That's going to take a toll on the team. So I think nine and seven okay. seems. But fair. Parker, remember you are bar- you. Parker is old take exposed. For the Broncos making the playoffs this year. I know, and, and that injury is so big. I literally it's his tweeted pin, that out. It's Parker's pin tweet. He, I know. They, dude, you don't want – I mean, it could be good for your publicity and for the uh, publicity honestly, of the show. But the way I look at it is it could be. could be. I'm almost – I have the Broncos you know, going 9-7. and seven. I had them going 10-6 and six before Vaughn got hurt, but they're 9-7. And we all know who's finishing in first place. Let's name the record. I'm not telling you the record. I'm not <laughs> – 
As a matter Tell of fact, I'm making Pat. it worse right now so the Broncos come in first in the division. Okay, Pat. Just because of that cocky comment of yours. We all know who's winning the division. This is okay, what Parker, this show needs the, the, the good old Ryan impressions. I love it. It's, uh, I have I, 13 and 3. I have Parker. 12 and 4. Pat. 13 and 3. I have the Chiefs going 13 and 3. You don't have them going 16 and 0 this year? <laughs> I never have the Chiefs going 16 and 0. Yeah, but every single week we did pick them. You picked them last year. <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah. No, I did not. You 100%. No, I did not. I remember because I, Ryan. Who kept track of all the scores? I picked them to lose yeah. to Tennessee. That's no, no, you didn't. I don't believe it. No, I didn't because my home was returning. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. No, you had moving on. Moving games. on. Enough. Okay. Now let's get into the playoff seedings. We're going to start off in the NFC. Who do you guys have as the seven seed? Hey, can we just name? Can we just go in order? Like yeah, like just say one through seven. A little yeah. rapid fire. Yeah, go ahead. All right. In the Let's NFC? Say. Yeah. All right, I'll start. At one, I have the Saints. At two, I have San Francisco. At three, I have Dallas. At four, I have the Packers. At five, I have Tampa Bay. At six, I have Seattle. At seven, I have Arizona. Ah, I, have the, I, I have the exact Arizona. same thing. I have the exact same thing. Do you? That was almost yeah. identical. The only difference is all are the same except for that seven seed, and I'm giving that to the Eagles. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, for me... One Saints, two Seahawks, three Cowboys, four Packers, five Buccaneers, six 49ers, and seven Vikings. Okay, so we were all pretty close. Yeah. But except for the Vikings, which yeah. that's not a horrible pick. If if they play to their ceiling, that's yeah. not a bad pick. Let's move on to the AFC. Pat, all right. start off. One I have the Ravens, two I have the Chiefs, three I have New England, four I have Tennessee, five I have Where's my five? Oh, five, I have Buffalo. Six, I have Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. Seven, I have Denver. For my one, I got the Chiefs. Two is the Ravens. Three is the Bills. Four, Colts. Five, Browns. Six, Texans. And seven, I have the Denver Broncos. For me, uh, I like how these are all different. That makes it more interesting. I have at one, the Ravens. Two, the Chiefs. Three, the Bills. Four, the Colts. Five, the Patriots. Six, the Browns, and seven, the Broncos. The Broncos were at five, but, of course, with Vaughn, they dropped to seven. Okay, for me, I have the Chiefs at one, Ravens at two, Bills at three, Titans at four, Steelers at five, Colts at six, and Broncos at seven. Oh, the Steelers at five. How about them Steelers? I think the Steelers are going to be good this year. I'm not going to put money on it because I'm not as sure. As I am with the other one, but oh, oh, you want to lose another one like last year? Top twenty defense? I don't. I, I don't, Ryan. You want to make that bet again this year? I mean, I'm I'm a little more tempted to this year because I think your defense will take just a, a bit of a step back. You know they uh, finished. Okay, I'll do it. I know they, they finished. I said I'm not. I said I'm Ryan, not. you've already placed one bet on this show. Don't place another. You always lose. Always. No, I. And this no. time it's done. He beat me. He beat me. Don't. I said it. I said it. I said it, Ryan. I, I won last year. Chiefs were top I said I, I won it. I said that you won, Ryan. All right, let's move, let's move on. Let's It's an hour and 35 minutes. Is that what Okay. Okay. Early Super Bowl picks. Who, who do you guys have? I have the Ravens over the Buccaneers. 
Yeah, when Pat when Pat was telling me his picks, I'm like, I have the exact same thing: Ravens over the Bucks. I have Ravens over Saints. Let me Tell take a wild guess. Tell Let me take a wild guess, Ryan. What's yours by chance? Chiefs <laughs> over the Saints. Wow, NFC South party. Wow. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> I hear Pat screaming yeah, you can through hear me Dom's you. mic. Why? What do you mean, why? The Chiefs are a great team. I know they're good, but, like, everything is Chiefs. There's not true at all. <sighs> Who's winning MVP? What? Hold on. Let me – can I explain who's my Chiefs MVP? pick real quick? Let me, let me explain the Chiefs pick? pick. Can I explain my Chiefs pick? If you tell me I'm who your MVP it. pick is. After, after, because that's next. I will tell you uh, – let me explain my pick. The Chiefs are returning 20 of 22 Super Bowl starters, first off. Second off, they've got the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes, a new running back who's the franchise running back to be in Illair. Remember how they've much got you hate Tyree Kill. They've <laughs> got <laughs> Miko Harmon, who's gonna have a better who's gonna take a leap up this year. They still got Sammy Watkins. They've got the league's best tight end in Travis Kelsey. They have a great oh, Gronk is back in the league. Gronk hey. is back in the league. It's a foul. Okay, enough of Gronk. No. Hey. Hey, shout out to Ethan. Shout out the- to Ethan Ryder for making that video possible so that I can reference that whenever I feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, going that's the worst pick in Chiefs history. No, <laughs> the worst pick in Chiefs history. I will I we can talk about that Patrick later. It's Eric Fisher. <laughs> it's actually not Eric Fisher. Yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. It? it used to be. It was actually Breland Speaks. Second round pick in 2018. Okay. Awful pick. Uh, anyways, well, okay. who's your MVP pick, Brian? We'll get into that in a minute. So, and <laughs> it's, the Chiefs it's literally have, right there at the door. <laughs> the Chiefs have a solid defense, and they're still one of the league's best teams. Chiefs are going to repeat. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no. there's now nothing let's wrong move with on. Them. Let's move Wait, on. Let me just say something. Let me just say it. there's nothing wrong. Like literally, they won the Super Bowl last year. So there's yeah, no I thought about picking it, but at the same time, I, and I told you this, Ryan, before, it's not very often that teams repeat. Oh, I know it's, it's not. difficult to do. I'm but the Chiefs are built team. different, Parker. The Chiefs are built That's different. how special the Chiefs are to me. I think that this team is that good. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's get into award predictions. MVP, Pat, start it off. So I had a hard time with this because I want to say Lamar Jackson is just going to ball out again, but a repeat MVP is so unheard of. So – <clears throat> I think I want to give it to Christian McCaffrey this year. Okay. Okay. I, I, I will say okay. uh, the thought process of repeating, it's very rare. Peyton Manning did it twice uh, where he went back to back. Fun fact, Hood. But uh, it's very rare. So I think that that's fair to say. For me, it's Dak Prescott. He puts mm-hmm. up the numbers to back it up. His numbers were very good last year. He got a CD lamb this year from the draft, one of the most electric receivers in all of college football, and what was one of the best receiving classes, at least as of right now. We don't know how these guys are going to pan out, of course, but uh, he's got all the weapons with Gallup and Cooper. I expect Dallas to have one of the best offenses in the league, and he will have the numbers to back it up. My MVP right here in the Valley Kyler Murray, I think with an improved offensive line and the addition of DeAndre Hopkins is just going to make that wide receiving core even more electric. Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins. That's a great pick. You're not going to find a lot of better wide receiving cores. There are some. There are a few. 
but you're not going to find a lot. I like Kyler Murray to win this year's MVP. He's so electric. It's incredible to watch. I'm going to let you guys take a guess at who I'm picking. Do I have to? I mean, I think we all know who our guess It's is. not Mahomes. Very uh, good. Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Hilaire. I have Russell Wilson. Okay, that's good. Uh, that's actually a pretty good okay. Pick. okay. I think Nate. Russell Wilson is the second best quarterback in the league, and I think that behind such, behind Patrick Mahomes. Okay, there's no arguing. He's the best quarterback in the league. Okay. What but about Lamar Jackson? Third. <laughs> so, as I wanted to continue saying, he's got a terrific duo at wide receiver. He's got. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. He's got newly signed Greg Olson, still got Will Disley, got Chris Carson out of the backfield. He's electric. He can just do incredible things with his legs. I think Russell Wilson is going to win MVP this year. That's fair. Now we're going to move on to Offensive Player of the Year. Who do you guys have? And we'll start it with Pat. If he didn't I work mean, well. I'm going to – I'm just going to take my same guy. It, there's been way too many occurrences of the offensive play that you're just being MVP, so I'm going to take Kyler Murray. Uh, for me, I, I mean, it, it would be tough to put up the numbers again to be able to back it up, but I think Christian McCaffrey, because, and the reason is, and I'm also not too high on running backs as far as what value they bring to a football team, but at the end of the day, we've seen what he's done with both the run and the passing game. He's a special talent, and the viewers or the voters will view it that way. So I think if he puts up another very good season with all the all-purpose yards that he does, I think that he'll definitely be a very worthy candidate again. I have Christian McCaffrey as well. I think he's just insane. He set NFL history again, becoming the third running back for a thousand and a thousand. He's been incredible. He is the best running back in the league, one of the most explosive players, offensive players in the entire league. I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. What are we talking about? Offensive player of the year? Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to – I don't know. Honestly, this year – I mean, you chose McCaffrey as MVP. I know. You I pick him as Offensive Player of the Year. Well, they don't always do that, though. They don't always do it, but I feel like if you're going to pick a running back as MVP <laughs> – That's true. It's but super – But I also think they could <laughs> give it to, like, Lamar Jackson this year. Oh, boy. If they don't want to give him MVP, I still think he has oh, boy caliber, caliber playing. So you have Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was a tough one. Yeah, I almost said Michael it's Thomas. A tough one. Yeah. Moving on to defensive player of the year. Who do we have? Sack man, Aaron Donald. Uh, I think he's got a legit shot at breaking the NFL sack record this year. Uh, I've heard that he is stronger and faster in NFL camp than he has been in years previous to this. And he's led the league in sacks over the past couple of years for a reason. I think that he's going to absolutely go off once again. I think he's got a chance at breaking it, if I'm being completely honest. Dom, good call. Parker? I will jump right in. Uh, <laughs> it's It sucks. For me, it was Von Miller. There's a lot of reasons to think that he had a chip on his shoulder this year after his numbers, as far as the stat sheet goes, didn't jump off the board like we're used to seeing. Uh, but since that's not going to be the case this year, I switched it to Chandler Jones. Obviously, Aaron Donald came to mind as well because I think he's the best defensive player in the league as of right now. It's just hard to win it a third time. Uh, so I think for that reason, a guy like Chandler Jones, who is extremely underrated, I mean, he consistently puts up good numbers. And 
doesn't get nearly the recognition he deserves. I think that this could be a year since people will be more focused on how exciting the Cardinals could potentially be with their young core on the offensive side. I think that that'll help his case on the defensive side. Pat. So I actually had another hard time with this one. I have two players that I think could absolutely win it. Uh, you guys can maybe help guide me to a decision here. I had JJ Watt and I have Miles Garrett. I absolutely think Miles Garrett could could break out this year. He's been great past two years. Granted, he got a pretty well, hefty suspension. Here's the thing: is you said the Browns are going to be four and twelve, right? I said they're going to be five and eleven. Yeah, I, I don't think you can have an MVP on that team or a defensive player. Sure, you can have a defensive player of the year on a bad team. Also, I want to actually mention something. Did you guys see that uh, Miles Garrett actually considered retiring after the whole Mason Rudolph incident? Yeah, I heard about that today. Yeah, but so because he didn't, that's even more motivation to just come back and light the match, yeah. throw it in the fire. Both your other pick, I heard that JJ Watt is fully 100 percent healthy in Houston Texans camp, so I would think that's a pretty good pick for you. Which is the first time in a long time he's been yeah. correct at that level. He has not been fully healthy in a long time. And I love JJ Watt. I mean, I think he's one of the greatest ends of all time if he could just stay healthy. Yeah, how can you not love JJ Watt? Who is your guy? Great guy? Are you going with JJ Watt or Miles? I'll go. Garrett? I'll go. I'll go, uh, I'll go JJ Watt. Okay, I agree with Dom. I had a tough pick here. I'm going with Aaron Donald. The guy's a beast. He is the best defensive player in the league. Well, the only reason you didn't have to you didn't have to say the word defensive, Ryan. The, the only reason I agree or I can't say Aaron Donald is because forever and ever now he's just going to be triple teamed on every play. He's never going to get that one on one. Ever again. Yeah, it's kind of like the Von Miller treatment. It's just, it's harder nowadays. But, you know, if anyone could do it, it's that man right there. Aaron Donald's insane. I'm going with Aaron Donald. We are going to move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. Who do you guys have? I like this one. This one's exciting for me. I I have Jerry Judy. And the way I look at it is I did some more research because when it comes to this award, Quarterback, of course, is the most likely, but you still see wide receivers here and there, uh, a lot of running backs, especially as of recently. You know, Saquon is a guy that's won it, comes to mind. Um, but with Jerry Judy, I feel like his talent is easily going to translate to NFL success. There's been such high praise around the Broncos training camp and just what he's been able to do because he worked his way up to the point where he was working with the ones, and it seemed like it wasn't even fair for veteran corners who had to line up on him. His route running is insane, and anytime you get a, a receiver of his caliber out of the draft class that they did where it was so stacked at that position, I like that guy's odds to play a big factor in not only Denver, but just in the NFL as a whole. I, too, have Jerry Judy. I know it's going to make you happy, Parker. Uh, I was close to leaning elsewhere, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jonathan Taylor, but I, I hate giving running backs awards. It's, it's just no fun. They don't matter. <laughs> Uh, and then looking at quarterbacks, I don't really see any of those two, uh, or any of the quarterbacks that are taking, making that big of an impact for their teams. Uh, Joe Burrow certainly could have, but when I look at Jerry Judy, I see him being a number two wide receiver on a playoff caliber team. That's going to have an improved offense this year. It just makes sense. Yeah. I have Joe Burrow, uh, lean, mean Bengal machine. That's Pen that. That's Joe Burrow's nickname. I'm going to put a patent on that. <laughs> Lean, mean Bengal machine. That guy, he has offensive weapons to work with. I mean, he's got Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green. He could 
have a really good year if they make a couple moves on the offensive line. I mean, literally, I think I could be one of their offensive linemen right now and be half as good as some of those guys. But I just I think that the, I was a mean offensive lineman in, in flag football. But um, no, I I think that if um if he can produce enough to to win offensive rookie of the year, it could absolutely it's a real possibility. Okay, I'm just gonna say it, Clyde Edwards and Lair. I I have a full risk list of reasons and I'm ready to give them first three chiefs three starting running back starting running back Damian Williams opted out back the assumed backup was just cut DeAndre Washington Clyde Edwards Elaire is going to go off this year torn ACL week three why would you ever wish that upon someone? I didn't wish it I said it's gonna happen <laughs> okay. It's gonna okay, suck. Bad. Move on. Before, move on. Okay. okay. Before wait. Before so, you continue. I just, listen, I, Ryan. I, it's a logical pick. It's a logical pick. No, it definitely is. Definitely is. It could totally happen. His odds are very high as right now, and they should be. Uh, just because the the role that he's gonna play with defense is being so focused on the rest of the guys. But I just want to say, I mean, what a comeback by Clyde for being your least favorite player at the draft to now <laughs> being. <laughs> no. No, no, good, no, you can't, no. you can't roast me, Parker. You can't roast no. me. Okay? Good for I, I said, had someone I said, else I wanted the Chiefs to pick, and I got upset. No, but you said all week if the if the Chiefs draft a running back, I'm going to lose it, and that's what they did. And because then that I night, had other and, guys in mind. But then that night, you're like, I love this pick. I love Clyde Edwards. <laughs> I always have. This is a great pick for the Chiefs. This is a I said, pick, Trump, I did say oh. from the beginning, if there was a running back that the Chiefs decided to pick, it would be Clyde. I think. He, in my opinion, I think he was the best running back in that class. I he, really he's most, has, he fits the Chiefs system for sure. He is fits he it worth, perfectly. Is he? I, yeah, that's what I, I said. Really, <laughs> the Chiefs I really, are looking he, at him to be the next franchise back since Priest Holmes and Jamal Charles. I mean, I hope they are. They just use a first round draft pick on him. <laughs> he's been terrific was, in camp. Can you stop cutting me off? How about that? I mean. I was trying to make a point that your defense yeah. was a league average last year, which is better than 20th. We don't need to go there. And better they, than league average. It was 14th. That's Kate okay, Ryan. It's like better than 16th. Okay, that's you're you're picking what straws. About Dexter McCluster. I think he was a franchise back for you. <laughs> he hey, was good though. Hey, he was talking. good. Okay, he was good, especially in pop, yeah. That's my dog, return. dude. He and I are homies. But, but right, Clyde no, Edwards sure. Clyde Edwards Okay. I just, I just really wish right now I could plug in my phone or my iPad into my laptop and have that audio recording. Here's the thing. I'll admit it. it was I was incredible. upset with that pick. I was extremely upset with that pick. But after looking back at it, I'm good with it because one, I, I've liked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I wanted the Chiefs to address a bigger need at that spot. But the way that they handled the second round by going and get there, getting that need that I wanted them to address made me feel better. So. Yeah. I, I understand that. It's just you were so adamant about oh, it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know I was. But. All right. All right. Defensive rookie that. of the year. Defensive rookie of the year. Do we all have Chase Young? Yes. No. Yes. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I have Chase Young. I have, ahead, I have Jeff Okuda. Okay. 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 I have Jeff Okuda because I think that he is going to stand out on that Lions defense as a, as a rookie. And I think he's going to have some good people to learn from. So I give it to Jeff Okuda. I will say this. I almost did not pick Chase Young, and I almost went with Isaiah Simmons. I think he's going to be a beast in that Cardinals defense. I really do. 
His and versatility is insane. And listening to Steve Kime rave about how he has the potential to be their best linebacker or even safety because we all know he can play both of yeah. those positions. His versatility is insane. Yeah, he's going to be a beast. Yeah. Moving on to – we have two more awards, and then we will get into our week one picks. Where the second-to-last award is going to be Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, it's going to be Matt Stafford. I think I kind of made that clear with me picking the Lions over the Bears. I believe that he's going to be healthy for the majority of the season, and he's going to play well. Matt Stafford. It's Cam Newton for me. Cam Newton for me, too. Wow. Yeah, it's going to come down to him staying healthy, but I feel like if anyone could put around the right system so that he's not taking hits on a consistent mm-hmm. basis like he used to, then I think that that's going to go a long ways. And if he's able to do that, then I expect him to have a pretty good year. Took the words right out of my mouth, Cam Newton. I have Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith will get at least one start, and I think he deserves to win it after the recovery he made. Recovery he made, and if he can play well in a couple games at least, he should get it. I, Wonderful I, recovery, but he's not their starter. Like that's. I will say he he will start at least a couple games for them. His his recovery will be the most miraculous, one of the most miraculous in all sports that I've ever seen. That documentary was very well done, and it was oh, really insane. Yeah. But it, the problem is with this award, you need to be more balanced. It can't just be just about the injury and what you did in rehab. It has to be what you do on the field after that. So. And I think he's going to take over a starter at some point this year. I I fully believe that. I mean, what, I, that's what, not what? a bad idea because of the QB inconsistency in yeah. Washington. But. And Ryan, what teams do you play for? The Washington football team. Oh, Good I man, good thing. man. Yeah, drink, yes, drink, drink, drink. I all do right. all one of those. Okay, yes. moving on to our, our final award of the year. It is going to be Coach of the Year. Who do we have? Yeah, coming into this, I didn't have a prediction for it. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to take uh, – you know, I'll take Brian Flores. I think that the Dolphins are going to have a winning record this year, and uh, they're going to get second place. I already made that very clear. And I think that they – in a division that's really up for grabs outside of first place with the Buffalo Bills, lock it in. Uh, the Dolphins, Brian Flores. I'm going to go in that same division. I'm going to go Sean McDermott of the Bills. I think that, I like that since, since it's been so long since a team not in the Patriots has won this division, I feel like in the eyes of the voters, that's going to hold some significance. I'm not trying to you know, take a shot at you, Pat. Uh, I think the Patriots will be right behind them. But – uh. I do think that that's significant because it's been so long since we've seen not only a new team win it, but the Bills. So I feel like that's going to hold some weight, and this is going to be a fun team to watch in that division. And I think that he's done a very good job up until this point, and uh, let's see how it goes down. But I I think that for me it was difficult to think of a coach of the year because a lot of times I don't even go into a season thinking about specific awards. But for me, I feel like this is a pretty good one. I have uh, Cliff Kingsbury winning coach of the year this year. That's a really good pick. I think that if a lot of these pieces that they've acquired can come out and play together really well, then this team, Cliff is absolutely a candidate for coach of the year. You guys are going to call me insane for this one. It's a hot take. I'm going Mike McCarthy. Uh, He was my second pick, so I don't think I really like Mike McCarthy this year. I think he's going to turn the culture around in Dallas, and they're going to win that division. And I think they could make a run in the playoffs. Dom, it looks like you have something to say. That's fair. I, I don't know. Let's let's get on to our week one predictions. How about that? Yes. Okay, we we'll are get into it. Two hours. Yes, we are. Okay, everyone, ready for week one predictions? 
Of course, I'm ready to defend my title, Parker. <laughs> I'm winning it this I, year. I, I, you, I am I winning it this year. Game. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, look at my moment of glory because I was the winner. Parker edged you by one game. We were tied going into the final week. It was a battle. great battle. Uh, Ryan, you finished in last out of three of us. Uh, third third out of four. four. You got third out of fourth. Okay, but he uh, said out of the three of us. So. Out of the three of uh, us, I got last, but technically I got fourth because Ryan was with us. Just I so. thought you got third. Whatever. Anyway. You did get third. Uh, you're, you only watch Chiefs games, so I'm not too worried about losing you again. Uh, That's just Pat, wrong. That's just Pat. wrong. So, Ryan, let's get this started. Uh, do we want to put uh, a little something on the line? Not money. It's got to be something fun, like something a little embarrassing. Yeah, a little punishment. Okay. All right. Um, let's hear it. After hearing uh, some ideas from Pat, I'm a little bit worried at what he might come up with here. No, well, <laughs> the thing is, a lot of those are like dependent on um on knowing people from back home. So, um, yeah. Shout out to my fantasy league back home. Our punishment ideas are un- unbeatable. Um, that is, that's fair. Your punishment ideas are insane. What if we, you know how we're in Arizona and a lot of people uh, know this, right? So we're in Arizona. Uh, you see a lot of crazy people standing on the street corner in Arizona with their <laughs> signs, right? And their megaphones, right? Um, oh, no. So oh, what no. if the loser, fourth place, goes, stands out on the street with their sign and it's and it's, I suck at picking teams to win games, and they have to do it all day, all day in the or, Arizona heat. And, or just saying, I suck. I don't know anything about football. I don't, right. Just, just yeah. say, I, I don't know anything about, about sports. Handing out uh-huh. pamphlets saying, I suck. I mean, you got to get the whole thing going. All right? That's the user. Wow. I'm in. I like it. Okay. I'm in because I know I'm not getting last. Okay. okay. I don't know. <laughs> all right. I got you guys this year. Okay. First game, Chiefs, Texans. Who do we have? Chiefs. 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 I'm taking taking the Texans on spread, though. They're getting a lot of points. Hmm. But Chiefs. I have the Chiefs as well. You guys expected that, though. Miami Dolphins at New England Patriots. Who do we have? The Patriots. I do have the Patriots, even though I do have the Dolphins finishing in front of them. Uh, I I have the Patriots. Yep, same. I have the Patriots as well. Browns, Ravens. 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 Jets at Bills. Buffalo. Bills. I have Raiders. the Bills, yes. Okay. I have the Bills as well. Raiders at Carolina. Carolina. Yes. I have the Raiders. I have the oh, Raiders yeah. as well. But I will add, this is one of those games where I could see maybe like an upset. But I'm going to go with the Raiders nonetheless because I think they're better than people. Carolina, that's my biggest upset this week. Pat, I agree with you. I'm going with the Panthers. Nice. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a terrific game. Next up, we have Seahawks at Falcons. Seahawks. Seahawks. I got to find my list. I have the Seahawks. It's going to be a good game. I have the Seahawks as well. Moving on, Bears in Detroit to take on the Lions. Bears. Lions. This is this is a tough one, but ultimately I'm going to go with the Lions on this one. Bears. I'm also going to go with the Lions. I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a terrific game. Next up, we have the Colts at the Jaguars. 
Colts. Colts. Easy. Colts. Next up, Packers at Vikings. Pack. Go Pack Go. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers. I do have the Packers. It's going to be a close game. Packers just own the Vikings. I have I have the Packers as well. Chargers in Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow in his first start. Chargers. I want to take the Bengals so bad. Obviously, I'll be rooting for them, but I'm going to take the Chargers. I have the Chargers. I have the Chargers as well. Cardinals at 49ers. Niners. Niners. I have the Niners too. I have the Niners as well. I'd love to see the Cardinals win, though. I think that's going to be a terrific game, though. Buccaneers at Saints. 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 I do have the Saints as well. I have the Saints. I think that this is going to be another terrific game, though, to start the year. Cowboys in Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. I want to take the Rams so badly, but I am I'm unbiased. Hashtag unbiased. I'm <laughs> taking the Cowboys. I am going to take the Cowboys as well. Steelers in New York to face on the to face off against the Giants. Steelers. Steelers. I have the Steelers. I can see the Giants pulling off some miracle upset here. Though. Yeah, same all. It's going to be a weird, weird Monday Night Football game. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I can just Steelers. see all the Danny Dimes fans just going crazy week one just for the, the disappointment to settle in later on in the year. But we'll see. I'm still okay. going with Steelers, though. Let's not get that twisted based Steelers. on what I said. Yeah, I'm going with the Steelers for sure. Titans at Broncos to conclude week one. Titans. This became, Broncos, a, I, this, this became a lot more difficult, but I'm still going to go with Denver at home. Not like the home field matters, but hey, the altitude's always going to be there. No, the altitude. That's the so one it, place that matters this year. It, it will, yes. Yeah, exactly. With there being no fans, our home field advantage is the best in the league. This was yeah. a really tough pick for me, but I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think, I think this is, like you guys said, the altitude is going to be a big factor this year, especially without fans. But I really think that – Tennessee's going to start off with a loss and then bounce back. So I'm going to go with the Broncos. So we have all of our picks for week one. We will update the standings next week. That is going to conclude this two-hour NFL preview show of the 4-3 show. I know it was a long show. We had a lot to talk about. Thank you very much to everyone who sat down and stayed with us and took the time to listen and watch. Yeah, if you stayed with us, God bless your soul. It really what Pat yes. said. I, I actually agree uh-huh. with Pat. It's a long episode. But, but happy football starts tomorrow with the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions, raising the banner and the flag. So don't you just care. Football don't is care. back. Football <laughs> is back. Don't care. Yes, I did. Football is back. the outro. <laughs> hey, football, football is back. back. Uh, go team. Yes. Hey, go football team, actually. Oh, yeah, can't say that anymore. Uh, go yeah. uh, NFL teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll update everything next week and go through our week two predictions. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your week and enjoy the first week of NFL football. Bye, salute.